G'day, g'day, g'day. Admirals, admiralesses, naughty, naughty boys who are scrubbing the decks. Today, well, maybe tomorrow for the rest of the world, but today is the day. Today is the Carriage and Overlords Battle Time review by us, the Galdrad. I am the Hobby Hobo, Hayden, and I am joined by my illustrious admirals, the Arkanaut Admiral himself, Lee. Lee, how are you? I'm um, good, thanks, buddy. Glad to be here. Glad to talk good. about a new book. Well, hey. Good to hear, man. And we are also joined by the legendary, the hero of CanCon in the realm of Akshi. The Lord yeah, Magnate hey. himself, Alexander Khan. How are you, buddy? I'm super excited. You know what I was yeah. like last session. It's just gotten better. It's just gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say it's gotten worse subjectively, yes. Um, but yeah, God, this week has been a roller coaster of emotion. Um, it's been an interesting time. Um, you know, the KO communities have been an absolute disarray. You know, much akin to the law, which we will talk about later. Um, but hey, you know, it's a new book. We're all rounded out now. Screw Seraphon, they can get fucked. You know, the meta ah, is complete. Squatted. Yep, they I can get squatted. The the two dollar box, fucking dinosaur army can get squatted. But anyway, no, no, but no disrespect for any to any Seraphon players out there, except for Cameron King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that we should probably begin with talking about stuff. What do you reckon? I do yeah. like stuff. I like stuff too. <laughs> But first, first of all, just what are your overall impressions with the with the new book, guys? Actually, I should probably say I've actually got the book in my sweaty hands. I got it yesterday. Um, it actually arrived at my house on uh, yesterday morning, but I was conducting an eight-hour drive back to where I actually live for my holiday. Um, so yeah, I love it. Um, I love every bit of it, apart from you know obvious things which we can get into, but. Um, it, it, it's absolutely great. I mean, the the new lore is awesome. Like, they've added heaps of new artwork, which is really good to see. I was really scared that they were just going to copy-paste all the artwork from the old book. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I like, and believe it or not, I actually like the feel of the army as a whole, um, gameplay-wise. But we, we, we can get into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's much more... Maneuver based. It's we're using the ships now. We're using the ships to walk to move around the table and pick off pick the enemy off where they're weak. It's no longer just this static gun line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've gone through like a well. You, you said it earlier, Hayden. You know, like how it's been like a roller coaster of emotions. I I think I started off on like a big high. Because I haven't actually got the book yet, but I've seen all the rules. I had all the rules for about a week, um, because they will get leaked, obviously. And man, book. Yeah. Um, so I started off on a big high because obviously new book, new release, and yeah. looked at like the ship war scrolls and saw that they were better and stuff like that. Um, mm. And then I started looking at, started noticing a lot of negative things that we might talk about in a bit. Um, but uh, but I've, I'm starting to come back around now because I sort of started off really high, and then I sort of 
sort of went down and down and down. But I'm starting to feel better about it again now because, um, as as you said, there is a, there's a lot of positives that I think a lot of people are possibly overlooking. Um, yeah. Because they're, I mean, obviously they're focused on this building and stuff, and trying to look for the best combos and things, but that that's not the whole point behind the book is whether it's whether there's a top tier competitive list um which i, I think yeah. potentially there are anyway but oh there yeah. definitely are yeah. Um, oh yeah there's probably possibly well i'm gonna say more than one it depends what you call a different list <laughs> whether you call things um yeah different or whether it's just the same list with a tweak but um yeah there's a, a lot of positives in there a lot and i think there's a lot of stuff where it seems like they've listened to the community and mm, yes that, so there's a lot of things where you'd say it that's what people were wish listing for in a new ko book yeah so. great yeah um but like um, i just have a point to make on the um on just the community reaction so to speak um it's nothing like calling anyone out or anything like that i'm just saying that um in my opinion, the best way to take this book is forget everything you know about KO in regards to how they play. I mean, the old tactics are gone. Well, sorry, they're Definitely. not gone. I like. They're more, you know, it's more modified, so to speak. As, as like, for example, you can still clown card to a certain respect, but not to the extent that you could before. And I do honestly believe that this book will present more of an enjoyable play experience for your opponent. Um, yeah. Mostly because they'll be wiping you, you know, you, you using you as a mop to mop the floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. I do seriously think that this book can be competitive. It's just going to take us time. Yeah. It's going to take I mean, some serious time for good guys to get out there and make a good list that, that they are comfortable with um, and then get out there and actually start competing because um, it, it's all well and good looking at War Scrolls and looking at Agents' abilities thinking, well, this book is fucking shit. But you really need to put them on the table to actually see how they work. And Alex has actually done this, and you know. Oh, so. I've been playing this all this thing all week. Um, yeah. And against Bone Reapers because that's still all we've got in our club, and it's working <laughs> out pretty well. Um. Yeah. Uh. What? Two Bone Reapers, one Slanish, and one Nightness is what I've been is what I've played against. Jesus, all the hectic meta. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's definitely... the fire. All the firepower has increased. It's very noticeable. Um, just... You, you just you keep rolling dice, and you just see your opponent's face, you just keep rolling dice over and over again with a million rerolls, and just wiping out units of Mortec Guard, Eels. I killed an, a Petrofex and a Gash in a single turn. That's good. That's strong. Like that is really good. The damage output is there. It's just comes from a different place now. It's not Arcanauts. Mm. It's Thunderers yeah. and Ironclads. Yeah. Well, I think part part of the issue is a lot of the strength is not necessarily easily like easy to calculate. Um so for instance we had to kind of beforehand we had to kind of shoot everything off in turn one or two. Yes. Um 
and obviously you'd use your riggers for mopping up things and you know depending on your playstyle you might go for a first turn charge um or whatever but the it was all about basically could you get enough offense in your list to basically cripple your opponent enough that you could then survive the rest of the game um yeah this is, that's how it felt to me whereas now i mean a lot of the buffs are uh you know resilience based um things like um the tr- the Aper gold and the triumphs they they're hard to calculate the value of because they're once the game and uh when you when you use it yeah, if you use it at the right moment and that sort of thing Aper gold um, yeah very nice and- it's, it's, very, to... it's very hard to say whether, like, if you don't... Because it's easy to say, oh, it doesn't put out as much damage per turn with, say, like, you can't buff one unit to the same amount. But, you know, if that unit survives for an extra turn or an extra two turns and can be in the places it needs to be to actually use its attacks as opposed to being out of range, then damage output is still going to be as good over the course of a game or better. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, sh- should we go through the significant changes, the the big things, the the overview? Um, before we go into like these specifics, let, let's let's look at the book of the as a whole. Yeah. Shall I get started on that? Because I've actually got the book. <laughs> yep. Yay for being a Kiwi. Um, so my first big change, as I mentioned before, and this is obviously as the book as a whole is the new law um that is like um, the new law is really good um it goes into depth in regards to like um so so it goes into more depth of how character and society actually functions which is really cool i mean you know that's just something that i was actually really wanted to see um yeah. on top of that um like um there there's these like fun little tidbits so like there's there is a page in the book oh sorry a part in the book where it's just dedicated to aspects of the code and stuff like that, and it's really funny. Like, um, there's even one about the particulars about brewing, um, uh, brewing. What's it called? Hold on. Brewing Hazkal ha- beer, essentially, and, and it goes into like the details of you know, like the punishments if you don't do it right and stuff like that. You know, um, and, and that stuff's really cool. Um, and the next part of um, the law, which I really like, um, which is a theme that we're seeing in the rest of the books as well, um, is just updating their law in the Soul Wars. Yeah. So you yeah. you know, so it explains heaps um, in great detail, really, about what happened to the Caradron, how they reacted, and stuff like that. And it just adds a lot more character to the faction. Um, so like, so like, um, essentially, not I'll just spoil it for anyone, but Ko got fucked. Um, and the initial um, sort of opening of the um, Necroquake, you know, Ether Gold seams were swept off, whole sky fleets were blown out of the sky. Like, it even saved here that Beric Nah lost a fifth of its sky fleet. Fuck. Yep. Yep. So they got pretty it's a fucked. huge amount. Yeah. Yeah. But from that, though, it, um, it goes into, you know, like how the KO, I'm sorry, how KO and the Galdrad have consolidated. They've found new business opportunities. They've found new stuff. Um, goes into um, the conflict between Zinch and um, Barracknar in the Spiral Crux, which is seen in the Ether War box, um, yeah. which is a great narrative to push on. Um, but yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, 
yeah and 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 it goes more into like their relationship um with um with, with the land lovers i suppose um goes into a bit about the stormcast about the free cities goes into um like um the war against the osiak bone reapers and how barrack monar doing some sneaky stuff um but i won't get into that oh yeah and also barrack monar has disappeared gone oh yep it's moved it's gone through um a um a portal um so, sorry not a portal a realm gate and i was just sitting in this little place wreathed in shadow so i mm-hmm. i can guess yes yeah, so so we can only guess where it is you know the whole sky has gone through yeah, the whole gate. skyport and no, no one actually knows the actual location of the skyport you have to go through this one realm gate to go there um so i think it's obvious that the things in fucking all goo um Okay, but, so but I assume the um the the their fleets and ships are still about and they're still coming into contact with like yeah yes no um, I think that Beric Morna intentionally moved to yeah. this to Olgu um to continue their sneaky dealings yeah um but yeah yeah um yeah um so all the updated laws really cool um all the um all the skyport in- entries have got little bits as to how the necro quite affected them as well yeah um yeah um and that's really cool um yeah is there anything else you want to know about the big chat changes so far what law wise yeah uh, well does it does it follow on also partially from uh the novel the overlords of the iron Dream? oh i mean about that novel there is actually now a sequel novel that just came yeah. out same time yeah, as the book came out. Yeah, I really want to get it. I really want want to get it, and I'm going to hunt for it um, as far as far as far as wise as I can. Because um, yeah, because um, what was the book called? Um, the uh, it's, it's it's something of uh, so the first one's Overlords of the Iron Dragon. The second one's something's of like Spoils of Profit or something like that. Mm, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Christmas, but then I realized it wasn't going to be out until after Christmas. Which I, I should have actually realized when they said it's coming out in like February, I should have realized, oh, yeah, that's obviously when the book's coming out. Not February, like January. I thought, well, obviously, that's okay. The book's coming out then. Um, but it's it's interesting you say that the, they've updated all the lore to do with the, the Necro Gate and stuff because, yeah, partially it seems like they've updated, updated at least sort of hinted to it in the rules as well. For instance, with yeah. that, uh, the, the spell in the bottle, um, that sort of yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, no, that, uh, that's a really cool part I miss as well. Like, I'm in this lore section about the Necroquake. It talks about all these, like, was like rogue endless spells just, like, flying around in the sky and stuff and, like, pendulums cutting ships in half and, like, you, you, yeah. you know, like, pur- you know, like, purple suns flying around going, and shit like that. Right? <laughs> yep. It's absolutely great, but no, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, so the law section's fantastic. Um, sadly, the hobby section, so like the painting hasn't changed at all, it's exactly the same, exactly the same. Ah, co- copy paste kind of thing, yep, yeah. yep, it's copy paste. Um, the uh, the heavy metal section, so um, so the uh, what's, what's the name? So, um, the the gallery showcase part. Yeah, yeah. Um, has added obviously the new kits. So, um, the Undrix Profiteers, which I am actually just about to start painting again because I love them. Yeah. Um, yep. And the Injury Masters in there and stuff like that. Um, 
and there's a few more, you know, new pictures of models and stuff like that, but it's just yeah. quite cool. Um, I guess the, the painting stuff, unless they put in some new conversions, there's not much they can do because it's all, all, all the painting is for like, oh, basically how to paint each skyport. So unless they yeah. added a new release skyport, that's not going to, it's not going to well, work. I mean, Honestly, and we I didn't get. Hmm? Actually, yeah, they could they could have added uh, contrast because that's, that exactly that's a new thing that came out. Um, they, yeah. they that's a new thing that came out. They could have added contrast, um, shown us new uh, techniques to paint uh, the skyports in an alternate fashion using the new paint. Yeah, for people who need who really want it. Um, I mean, I'm I'm still just painting my own. Gray, black, and uh, silver enclave skyport. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, getting a, yeah, so, a buying up a I've whole bunch of. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. You carry on, mate. I was one who interjected. Uh, buying a whole bunch of uh, uh, gun haulers, sky wardens. Uh, and special weapons for the Thunderers, basically. Yeah. Revamping yeah, the whole collection. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to be getting models off the shelf. Well, not 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 models. Sprues off the shelf or out of boxes. Things like gun haulers that I never built. Start putting them together. Um, get those guys done. Yeah. Look forward yeah. to it. It's going to be fun to play with um, some new stuff. Definitely. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading. I want to um, just pull out some things in the chat because it's actually got quite a few people watching and people uh, posting some messages, which is rare. So don't want to ignore them. Yeah. Because if not, they'll never do it again. Um, so, yeah. Hello to everyone. Uh, hi, Gary. Hi, Michael. Uh, who Alex Butler? Uh, and Gary here. Yeah, Gary. Um, Jetcom. Yeah. Uh, Asmund. Uh, Scott Clark. And and Duke. Uh, hi, 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 guys. Um, <laughs> Michael says uh, that the sky is falling and uh, because sky has gone. <laughs> not sure if that's not or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But, it doesn't. Yeah. I think we all miss them, but on, it's probably better in the long run. Oh, it's a new era. We don't need Skyhawks. We've got better things now. Um, oh, and Duke says, uh, "Where is it?" Uh, there's also a prequel uh, to Code of the Skies in the form of a short story, which is called Beneath the Rust. So, I, I, I want to do a a law show sometime soon. Um, we'll, yeah. we're, we're going to do one. Like someone had asked for one, and we were going to do it before Christmas or time, and then we sort of ran out of time and stuff, and then the new book started to come out, so we left it. So once we're fully up to date and we've sort of read the, the, the new, all the new law on the battle tome, I think it'd be good to. to yeah, we'll uh, do a law video. I'll I'll read the new novel. We'll have to read see if there's anything stuff. cool in that. There'll be something cool in that. There's always something cool in that. Oh, and Jetcom asks, what's happened to Skyhooks? Uh, yeah, basically, we will the get there. Is, is we'll get there. Big changes. You can't, have, you can't have three, you can only have 
one skyhook and a unit of ten Arknauts. That's that's the big chain. Um, yeah. Well, we'll 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 get to the 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 small details um, yeah. later. Let's first talk about the big the big changes affecting the whole army. Yeah. So we, we've we've uh, done we've done fly high, we've done fly high last time. Uh, all our you, ships teleport you know, now. How it worked? I think so because we got the we were talking through the article from Games Workshop, which was which had mm. the rules posted up there. Uh, okay, yeah. I think what we didn't know was how riggers interacted with it. Um, yeah, no, and, and and the different like how, what could what could how much the ships could hold in that. So that because they're quite significant changes. Uh, so obviously you, you can teleport anywhere you want basically now with a ship, which is amazing. Every uh, single turn, out yeah. of combat. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's great. Um, the ships can't do it with as many troops, though, as they used to be able to. Welcome um, to yeah, Infinite Maneuverability. So, welcome to what? Infinite Maneuverability. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you teleport everywhere, which is amazing. Um, as long as you've got ships. In an objective-based game, this is one of the most powerful abilities in the game. Yeah. Agreed. Although there are sort of catches, because the models inside the ships don't count towards being on the objective. No. So... But that's fine, because the opponent won't have models on that objective either once you're done with them. <laughs> <I agree. laughs> um... Yeah, and the other big change is that riggers, um, that it's not unlimited to how many uh, riggers the ship can hold. And in fact, they don't actually go inside the ship now, which is good from a law perspective. Because yeah. No, they kind of, you can hook up to seven riggers on to the side of a boat. So you'll have a squad of six and a character, essentially. Mm. Um, and they can teleport when the ship teleports and be set up anywhere within six of the ship and nine inches away from the enemy models. Yeah. But they, yeah, they can't go with the ship if the ship makes a normal move. It's only if it teleports. But, oh, and they can't move after they make this teleport either. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah. nothing can move after the ship has teleported. So if you've got uh, Arconauts or Thunderers or Heroes inside the ships, they can't get out in the same turn that you teleport. Uh, with some exceptions that we might get into later, but generally speaking, that's how it works. So, what um, do you think of those changes? Oh, uh, what? To just the teleporting? Well, the teleporting and the changes to rigors, just generally the, how the ships transport stuff. I mean, so, yeah, as I said, it, it's the, the amount of maneuverability we have now is incredibly powerful in a objective based game. We can be on all objectives turn one and then when the enemy redeploys to to counter us we can completely redeploy the entire army to counter their movement phase every yeah. single turn we can always be hitting the weakest point of their army every turn yeah no matter what they do yeah. we um, can run rings around them <laughs> yeah yeah, and it, yeah, if you want your, if you want something to survive, you can just teleport it away to a corner for a turn. Next turn, heal it up a bit, and then get back into battle again. 
a turn later. Oh, yeah. So turn one deployment. Never get charged again because you're deploying in a little corner, ironclad at the back, uh, end riggers in the middle, gun haulers in the, at the front taking the charges uh, of anything that like teleports nine inches away from you, turn one. And then in your in when you have your first turn, just redeploy over the whole table, wherever you want. Yeah, it's fantastic. Your opponent can't counter your deployment because you don't really have a deployment. Wait a minute, yeah. I just figured something out. So with the engine riggers and some of that, so all the sky riggers seeing as they're actually hooked up, they're actually outside the ship. So they can yeah count towards claiming of the objective. So yes, they can. They, they do. Can, but obviously it's capped to cap to seven. So yeah. yeah. But I mean like if you're on that objective first, I mean you've still got more of a chance of having more bodies on that objective rather than mm -hmm. one. So well there there is one thing you well, can do as well oh, where you can no it's not so easy with riggers, but you can do it in one of the battalions with Arconauts is if you can teleport onto the objective because you can't, even though you can't put the ship within an inch, obviously you only have to be within six to to be on the yeah. objective. You can actually, because it's six inches that the models are set out, you can actually pretty much screen off the objective, at least partially, so that if you do take a charge, their models, unless they can get around you and get a nicely charged, they can't, they won't actually get onto the objective because you're yeah, not that so so that's that's another uh, big thing, big change to ships. Um, garrisoning ships, technically, uh, when you get out of the ship, you can get out within six inches of the ship now, um, yeah. instead of three. Which is huge. Which, which means we can, yeah, it, it really increases the range of where you can move to after you get out of a ship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although you can't move. After you get out of the ship, at least not most of the time. Um, but you can still shoot. Not most of the time. Um, you can but, also shoot out of the ships now. This is another big change. Yeah, that, that's um, huge. So when your ship, no matter what happens, if your ship moves, if your ship uh, teleports, uh, if your ship stands still, is in combat, whatever, your uh, the the people inside the ship can shoot out freely. Yeah, using the ship's line of using the ship for measuring ranges and line of sight. Yeah, and, and everything the ship, inside the ship is minus one to hit. And has uh, so it, it's your opponent has minus one to hit everything inside the ship. Yeah, 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 and they have cover. So your opponent can target them with shooting with spells. Um. It's just going to be really hard to get them. The only problem I can see is the Zench's, uh, some, some of the spells that hit all models in range. Uh, Zench's Firestorm. Yeah. You roll a dice for every model in range and a 4 plus takes a model wound. If yeah. that spell gets anywhere near your ironclad, um, or frigate, or what, what have you, every model inside that boat's going to get hit. So, priority target number one, anything that can do stuff like that. And yeah. any any endless spell, pretty much, because nearly all endless spells work. Well, not all, but a lot of them work on a. If it passes over any enemy models, then those enemy models have yeah. whatever effect it does, which is normally mortal wounds. 
could be things like like if you get passed over by Geminids, then you're like minus one to hit for everything in the ship, including the ship, and they all take mortal wounds. Uh, oh. The Geminids need to take it, uh, choose one unit to be minus one to hit, and then one separate unit to be minus one to wound. <laughs> Is it just one unit? I thought it was just that they couldn't be affected by both. Yeah. I think it, um, oh, I don't know. I had to check that. But any, yeah. Um, but anything that does anything like where it rolls for every unit it affects. Or you know that the ones where they drew, drew like a, a, you know, like a millimeter wide line? And any model yeah. passed over by that line, if they yep. do that on yeah, that'll hit them. That's gonna hit everything. Um, and of course, the mortal, the cover from being in the ship doesn't help against mortal wounds at all. It's fine though. Be um, endless spell comes towards you, teleport four feet away. What's it gonna do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. You've got to just plan ahead and make sure you don't get into those ranges in the first place where it will affect you before you can teleport away. Um, yeah. Just quickly, um, uh, Todosaur in the chat asks about the timing for fly high and garrisons. Um, so the way it works is uh, fly high happens in the movement phase, um, and getting in and out of a garrison happens in the movement phase. But uh, a model getting into or out of a garrison counts as that model's movement for the phase. So you can't get in and then get out uh, because obviously then you're moving twice with the same unit. But the the big catch is that a model can't get out of a garrison if the ship has moved or flown ho high that turn. Yeah, um, but you oh, can well, get plane, into the garrison. Yeah. Uh, you can yeah. get into the garrison and then fly high. So models can start out of the ship, jump in, and then the ship can teleport them somewhere else. Yes. Um, and you can get out of the ship before it flies high. Um, you just can't get you just can't get out before I mean after it flies high. Um, yeah, although the, the important thing is it does say uh, that phase. So if you have an ability that lets the ship move or fly high in the hero phase, then they can get out. Which some um, things do. Yeah. Um, oh, also another thing with the riggers. So you used to put riggers in frigates and ironclads um, and move them, move them around this way. Now, though, if you want a, a cheap way to uh, move a mass amount of riggers around, just take gun haulers because it's a boat that's Which teleporting. Which leads so... me to a good segue getting back on topic. Is <laughs> the changes to the stuff, a.k.a. the Allegiance abilities, whatnot, um, all the new artifacts and all that stuff like that. So yeah. let me just get the book. I've got my book. Sweet. So so the obvious changes that a lot of people have already heard about in regards to um, the abilities are so Ether Gold. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, where essentially if you take a unit um, of 10 or more or it's a Sky Vessel or a Hero, you gain an Ether Gold share, which means that you can spend them to use Triumphs, which, uh, yeah. which is one, once per phase, which is cool. Um, what else? Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's only once per phase. You can only do it. So if you, you if you have three units with an, with a ether gold share, only one yep. of them will be able to reroll to wound in the in the shooting phase. For example, you can't exactly. use all three of their ether shares yep. to get your whole army to reroll to wound. Yeah, yep. and the exactly. save the, the save one because the save one like it's uh, it's like a good get out of jail free card, 
but obviously if they charge the ship and then they attack the models inside or the the ship and or multiple units inside the ship only one of them can re-roll their saves yeah, so you yeah but you can choose combat, you uh you can choose when to use the share um when you roll when you only have to use this use the triumph when you roll a save for the first time so you don't yeah. you don't have to do it at the start of the combat phase and then they can choose to attack another unit yeah. it's when they're attacking the unit you go okay that's a lot of rend that's a lot of attacks use the thing yeah. now yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's really cool. yeah it's yeah, yeah. It's re retroactive in that respect and it's um oh, what was i gonna say i've just completely gone blank sorry <laughs> Oh, it's just Nothing. the main thing is you get to choose which triumphs you use. So you've got basically this buff that is very, uh, like, very practical because you can. Uh, it's not like you have to like say if you had to choose it pre-game, like you say, oh well, this unit of Arcanauts can have re-roll to hits. I mean, like if they get charged turn one, you're gonna which they had reworked or saves or something. So it's very good that you can just choose at any point during the game when you're going to use that triumph and what it's for. Yeah, it's great. It's a lot of flexibility. Hmm. Right, so the next change? Well, so, sorry. Um. So so one thing that stayed the same was, of, well, say the same was you get your articles, your amendments, and your footnotes, mm -hmm. um, which we'll get into a bit more later. But but if you want to do your own Skyport, you can, which is cool. Um. And I suppose some pe people might do that. Right, so next thing is command traits. So instead of just having like generic uh, um, command traits where, where only the Arkanaut Admiral can have them, now the Admiral Endron Master, which includes the Endron Master and the dirigible suit, um, etheric navigators and chemists can have command traits, which is really cool. Yep. yep. Um, uh, it's nice that they have that little bit of extra like specification a little bit of extra uh, uh, like thematic sort of yep. flavor in the, in the rules yeah uh yeah everyone pick a pick a favorite command trait what's your favorite command trait out of all of these so so oh, far um, i'm not sure because i get the command traits and the artifacts all mixed up um uh, I so for me just... Sorry, oh, yeah uh for me just plus two wounds just yep. fantastic. Get an eight get an eight wound dirigible engine master. Uh, a ten wound dirigible engine master, sorry. Mm. Do, you, do you know what? I was thinking Just... the exact same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them have that plus like because there is actually even though they have the extra flavour of mm. like they're having different command traits, there's also quite a few uh duplicates. Uh, on the ones Generic where they ones, have yeah. Because some of the heroes have a table of three. And some have a table of six, and the ones that all yeah. the ones that have a table of six, the extra three are all the same, which is extra two wounds. Uh, starting the game with an extra E for share, was it extra D3 E for shares? Yeah, um, an extra okay. one E for share, but extra one. when, yeah, we, we, we're, not, we're not going to all like gonna read out all oh, of yeah, them. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. Pick one as your favorite. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they all are. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if you had the book? Well, I have the book. The trouble is, I have it always. Look at the, the photos. Yeah. 
they're all in a complete <laughs> random order. So it's like we'll go after go a page of artifacts, two war scrolls, a page of command traits, and then another couple of war scrolls, and then some more artifacts, and then it's like oh. Uh, there is one. The admiral has a good one, um, where he can let a ship move in the hero phase, or is it no? Is at the start of the battle. He so before the battle begins, but after setup, he can let a ship move, including fly high, which is very useful. Unfortunately, he can't do it. The ironclad can't fly high, but that's a that's a yeah, that's right. Very powerful. It's at the, it's at the start of the battle. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's got some pros and cons to it. It's very similar to the Barak Mornar ability, which um, we haven't obviously mentioned yet. But um, because it, ha- it happens before the battle starts, so you don't, if, unless you're low drop, you don't necessarily know whether you're getting the first turn before you yeah. make that move of the ship. Yeah. So, and But if you know you're going to get first turn, you can. there's a lot you can do with it, especially since it's because it happens um, before the battle starts and it doesn't. Then anything to do with stopping models getting out of the garrison after the ship's flown high don't apply. So it's one of those ways that um, that you can get so you around. You can dump that. a load of fifteen thunderers on your opponent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was quite cool. Or you know, like a, a chemist with a spell in the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Which so speaking to... of spell in the bottle, artifacts. Yes, artifacts. So once again, all the heroes get their own um, kinds of artifacts you can take. Um, and, um, yeah, so Arkansas Admirals have their own, Navigators have their own, Chemists have their own, which we will get to. That that one's oh, juicy. Yes. That one's my favourite. I think it's everyone's favourite because it's hilarious. Well, yeah. Shall I read the rule out? Yeah, so I guess this is your choice for favourite artefact? Yes, this is definitely my choice for favourite artefact. Well, actually, no, I've got two. Which I'll get I've, to, but the first one obviously I've, I've got, is. Um, okay. I, I've, I've, I've got my own. Yeah. You read yep. yours. Sweet. Sweet. So, so my favorite one is Spell in a Bottle. It can only be taken by Ether Chemists. So, this is an incentive to take Ether Chemists. Um, so, so, essentially, you pick one in the spell, any in the spell can be chosen. <laughs> no, all, all restrictions are negated. No restrictions apply. Any it's, endless spell. <laughs> but you must pay the but you must pay any points required for the model once per battle the bearer can automatically cast that in the spell so you don't have to roll for it and it cannot be unbound that's on that turn they can dismiss it later it. but yeah it's so great yeah. i mean you know obviously obviously my obvious pick is the warp lightning vortex <laughs> oh that's funny. i mean if, if you've if you've been on the KO page at all in the last week, you see oh, me God. posting rat trap, rat trap, just rat trap. Rat trap. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that one is fantastic. There's so much you can do with it. Um, I think everyone. Uh, sorry, I think that competitively, you're going to see at least one chemist in every list. Um, um, for this one, everyone's going to have yeah. everyone's going to have their idea of their their awesome idea of endless spell. Uh, yep. I, I'm I'm looking at the the Slanish mirror right now, the mesmerizing mirror, which does oh, yeah? D3 mortal wounds anytime anyone moves away from it. So you just dump it in the middle of your opponent's army and punish them for coming towards you. Um, also, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cool. 
Um, um, yeah, but, um, and then you roll the six, 66, um, and then they take mortal wounds equal to the number of sixes squared for every hero within six. So you roll six sixes, that's 36 mortal wounds, that's a dead everything, really. Yep, that's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, can I say my second one, or do you want to, or should we just keep it to one? Because I really like the second one too. Um, is your second one the end of my, the, the Phosphex bombs? Yes, it was, but you can say it. Oh, uh, I've actually got the rules here, but you sound so disappointed there. You you can say it if you want, but because I've got All the right. book here, but yeah. Uh, so you pick an enemy unit instead of instead of your normal shooting phase with an Endwin Master individual suit. Yeah, pick an enemy unit within six inches, and you roll dice. Two plus, they take a mortal wound. You roll another yep. dice. Two plus, they take a mortal wound. You roll another dice. Two plus, they take a mortal wound. You keep rolling those dice until you roll a one. And that's how many mortal wounds they take. Yep, so, so keep on ro rolling until the target is destroyed or you roll a roll. Or if you roll a one. <laughs> yep. It's basically like a version of Curse of Years. Yeah. Start you from so you don't have to get past that awkward bit of right rolling whatever it's fours or fives, whatever it starts on. So <laughs> you could you, you could do three mortal wounds or you could do ten. Yeah. Or you could yeah. do twenty if you if your dice are hot. Just yeah. wipe if out a unit. You're, you're winning. <laughs> You've got England dies. Oh, it's so good. Um, okay, yeah, well, I'll, I'll pick a different one because you've already covered my probably what are my two favourite ones. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to pick one that a lot of people might not have sort of picked out, maybe, which is emergency vent plates, which is another one for the chemist. Yep. Uh, it's only once per battle, which is the downside, but yep. you can use it in the enemy shooting phase, and um, basically it makes the chemist and all other units wholly within six um, minus one to hit. Ooh. Which, um, which um, is potentially very powerful um, if, if it's in a ship, because obviously everything in the ship is already minus one to hit. If it's not in the ship but next to the ship, it still affects the models in the ship. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just stacking that so heroes can potentially be minus three to hit when he's using that. Um, it's a little bit niche because you have to come up against a shooting army for it to be really good. Yeah. Um, and it's once per battle. But I think it's quite interesting. Um, and it's probably never going to be taken because if you have a chemist, you know yeah. you're going to eat. Spell out a ball. Yeah, agree. Um, uh, before we move on, uh, mm. I call out the chat. Gary says it doesn't matter because most of the time the flying engine master, the balloon master, is going to be a general. Exactly. Um, and just somewhat agree with that, unless you you're purposefully trying to you know get a particular command trait. Um, the other thing is the reason why both artifacts and command traits don't matter too much is because a lot of the time you're not going to get to choose them or you're going to have to yeah. take a battalion if you want to Ooh. choose them. I mean, so my favorite Skyport actually doesn't make you take a um, uh, an artifact or a command trait. Is that part of the reason why it's your favorite? That is part of the reason why it's my favorite. <laughs> also, gun haulers. Gun, yeah. gun haulers. So is it, this is Urbaz. 
Yeah, it's so bad. Um, we can get so to that the game. We've got so much more to talk about. Yeah, we do. All right. Moving on. So What's next? We get to engine works? Yes. Yes. Engine works. I'm going to put down Because I'm frantically trying to paint these dudes um, for my game of Underworlds tomorrow. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so engine works. Same yes. as before. They're basically mount traits. Um, it's a... It's a, it's an artifact you can give to your ship. You yes. get one at the, you get one with an army, and then you get plus one for every battalion you have. Yeah. Yes, but this is, now yeah. gun haulers get them too. They do, and oh yeah, every ship it has its own before. unique one. Yes. Um, but half also, before. um, it's the names are hilarious. I love yes. the names. The names are great. Um, I'm looking at them now, and they're awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, Alex, you can pick your favorite. Um, look, I know that there's there's good ones, but ah, uh, Zomba Corp, Death Settler, Spar Torpedo, Ingrid Kaz, Surge Injection, Endrin Mark Four. <laughs> it's such a good the, name. I love the way they have the Mark Four. <laughs> Like that sort of thing, where it's like it's not even the first version of it. It's so now cool. there's a his, there's a history here. This is this is these are corporations. Can you yeah. imagine like, having a, a fleet with like this fleet sponsored by the ah? Uh, oh. oh my coming god! On, coming on, coming on to Warhammer stream and go. Now let me start my shooting phase. Before that, let me tell you about Raid Shadow Legends. Somebody please paint a billboard on the side of an ironclad. <laughs> please. If you don't do it, I will. <laughs> that is such um, a good idea. I just realized that. All right. Uh, but the actual best one, let me just look for it. Oh, my, my, my favorite one is... Uh, I think it's the, the buoyancy... The yeah. buoyancy aids for the ironclad, which yeah. remove the limitation. Um, so normally, an ironclad can't fly high if it has sixteen or more, or more models. Yeah. Uh, this artifact removes that limitation, so you can fly around. So you can teleport around with twenty-five models in your hold, which is great. Very great. Yeah. Uh, fly around with twenty thunderers. Teleport within nine inches. Uh, start shooting out with an ironclad and twenty thunderers. You watch that what that kills kills everything. Really? Yeah, it's gonna be great. God, I sound like Trump right now. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. You're gonna get so tired of winning. It's gonna be Make fantastic. KO great again. Mate, K yeah. Well, I, I was saying that a long time ago. Great. Great, great again. Um, because we have the spell portal, we're gonna cast a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good right. point. I want to do that now. Um, what, what about you, Hayden? What's your pick for engine work? Um, I'm actually going to pick, um, and this one's also great, Cold Beard's Collapsible Compartments. <laughs> I love these things. Um, yeah, so essentially a gun hauler um, can take dudes worth it. So, yeah, so you, so you can use the flying transportability from the, iron, um, from, from the Ironclad's War Scroll. And the maximum that you can garrison is five instead of 25. Mm -hmm. and, and it can always fly high, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, stuff like that. But 
here's a cool part. You can still chuck engine riggers on it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, I just really like it just uh, because if you do really need to just take like a tiny, like maybe like a unit of thunder as a way somewhere mm -hmm. um, and chuck them on the objectives so somewhere, you you can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Uh, or a chemist. Suicidal chemist with a spell in a bottle. Just yeah. rig that thing to a warhead from the gun hauler and just <laughs> pebble sun warhead. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that one's a great pick. Um, it's that's another thing that a lot of people were asking for was for gun haulers to be able to transport a very small amount of models. Um, yeah, I like the way that they've added it, but not just added it straight to the war scroll because I think then if it was just on the war scroll, um, everyone I, would it, take like a billion. Affecting the points too much on the gun hauler to be used yeah. all the time, especially if you're taking multiples. So I like yep. the way it's there if you want to do it, but you don't have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great. It's got a lot of utility. Um, yeah. I'm gonna pick uh, the oh, let me just, the Zomba Corp Deal Breaker Battle Ram. Interestingly, I didn't before. There's more than one mention of Zomba Corp. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're based in Barracks on. Um, but it'd be nice, yeah, it'd be nice to know if there's more about them in the law as well. If they will if they're sort of gonna end up being like a a rival to the Grundstock, maybe. Or something like that. That'd be cool. But anyway, back back to the actual engine work. So what this does is when you make a charge move with your ironclad, uh when you finish charge, um you roll a number of dice equal to your charge roll so not your charge distance like not how far you move but how much you roll so even if you're three inches away if you roll a 12 uh -huh. you roll dice um uh -huh. and then for every four plus you do a mortal wound um which is quite good also because there are ways to buff the charge rolls of a ship yeah yeah yep. and let's be honest quite often when you play a game of age of sigma there's a good chance your opponent might have cogs. Not every okay. game. <laughs> yeah. Not often. So if you've got plus four of that roll, potentially, because you've got a skyhook on your ship, like you could, it's something you can really play for and build build this around. And the Iron Clad does a lot of damage in shooting, but not much in melee. Yeah. But nah. with that, it can, it's a good way of, you know, potentially either clearing uh, a small hero or uh, a a small unit um like if you if you teleport and you haven't got the troops around the ship late game you can take something out and it's good I mean, in the activation wars as well yeah i mean um I, you haven't even mentioned the best part it's not once per game it's just every time <laughs> this thing charges yes charge in next turn retreat shoot yeah. charge retreat yeah. shoot charge just keep yeah. smashing your boat into the enemy yeah the only thing is we didn't mention we didn't mention disengage, although we sort of did. But oh yeah, good, sorry, good point. It only lets you for disengage, lets you um, retreat from combat with a ship, and yeah, fly high, and you can fly high if you want to when you do that. But when you do, you can still shoot. But unfortunately, you can't charge. Um, yeah. Oh. Okay. Ah. Which is a bit of a shame. You can only, although. 
there's a little bit of debate about how it actually works with fly high because that's not a normal move it's a setup so whether that counts as yeah. a or not um we're gonna need an FAQ on that but it's it's an interesting ability i think a lot of the time people will end up taking the one that lets you carry more guys yeah but, i think so on your ironclad anyway yeah yeah and it, um one thing about the engine works is the frigate got shafted the fun. Uh, or, I mean, they're not bad. I mean, well, Prudence shoots quite bad, but um, <laughs> and the Iron Guard had Prudence shoots as well, um, which is not they're not great. But yeah, none of the ones from the. Did, did you guys like any of the ones for the frigate? Nah, uh, they don't even have cool names. No, you don't have a cool name you can get out. No. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, if you're taking frigates, you'll use them. But yeah, yeah, they're not they're not amazing, unfortunately. Agree. Okay, what's next? Uh, one moment. Um, Once again, I'm putting down my my paintbrush. Uh, yes, yes. Something. Shall we do that? Right. Okay. So, all the skyports have um, pretty much changed um, with all their rules and everything like that, which is cool. Um, but, I mean, like, they've still got their specific flavors, which is really cool. Um, every Skyport has a flavor, which is really great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no one, I think, that is purely, like, top tier the best. Well, actually, no, I lied. But mm-hmm. there's de- de- definitely contenders for the top school. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Lee, what's your favorite Skyport? Oh, uh, from a- the one I'm leaning to from a playing perspective is Zilfin, yep. which is a bit of a shame because that's what I've always played. Well, it's not what I've always played because I used to play more Nar quite a bit as well. But, um, you know, it's a shame that it hasn't shook the meta up that much. Is that um, I'm still probably looking at Zilfin. But I don't know. From the. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm leaning towards Zilfin. But actually, from a flavor perspective, than that, I think I maybe prefer Urbaz. But I'll I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just prefer Urbaz straight out, just, just add in a playing perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it it does a couple things with chemists and with bravery, but it's not really the important things I'm looking at. I'm looking at the first gun holders as battle line, so super cheap. Also, you can uh, the the thunder, the escort wing. That can be yep. that can be a, a totally legitimate for me uh, battalion with battle line and everything. Yep. Yep. Um, and you can, yeah, um, you can get additional ether share go, uh, ether shares, which I think are very important to how the army works. So you can get D three at start of the turn at start of the game. You can give those out to anyone. You can give those out to units that are below ten strength or double up an ether share on your ironclad or your frigate. Um, or your Thunderers. I like Thunderers. I don't know if I yeah. don't know if that's come through yet. <laughs> and yeah, also, thunder- once per once per battle, at the end of a combat phase, a friendly unit that fought in the phase gets one share of ether gold. Um, doesn't have to kill anything. Doesn't really have to do anything. But if those Thunder, if someone charged Ironclad and his Thunderers in there, they're technically part of a combat, even if they didn't even even if no, they didn't even get attacked. They get an extra share of ether gold. 
Uh, do they have to? F well, they're going to fight anyway because there's no reason why you wouldn't attack with them. Um, but I think you do have to fight, don't you? You do have to fight, but so you, there's no reason why you wouldn't fight with them if they're in the ship. Yeah, yeah, you, you would always fight, but you you don't have to. They don't have to actually do a wound or be attacked. They just have to exist yeah. in that combat. Yeah. Um. Also, the command trait and engine work. You can. So the command trait is if your uh, if, if the general is an aether chemist, he needs to have the chemist supreme. But since your general is probably going to be an engine master in dirigible suit, that's not <laughs> going to matter. And yep. the great engine work, breath of Morgrim, Well, yeah, it's all right. It's not great. Take a battalion. Take a second engine work. You'll be fine. Yep. Great. Um, right. So one good thing about Urbaz is it doesn't set your artifact. That's yeah, so, and there's not many that don't. So it's one yeah. of the few. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hang on. Who else doesn't? Uh. Yeah. I think it's the, I think it's the Is it the only one? But I think it's so the only know. one. Yeah, Zilfin doesn't set your command trait unless you're an admiral, which mm. frees you up yes. taking a command trait that we didn't mention. But there's a command trait for uh, the chemist, which basically yep. that if you give that chemist an artifact, you can then just give an artifact to another hero as well. Oh, Ooh. so you you have to have the first hero in that in Zilfin has to have the. Um, Oh, what's it called? The staff, staff of ocular optimization. That's the yes, one. Which is which pick is... one of the bearer's missile weapons, add one to hit rolls of made yeah. by the weapon, which is great. That is it's a really good. It's certainly good for a chemist with three d six attacks. Um, yeah, but probably then, the best on the chemist. It gives you. I mean, it basically means you get a second artifact without taking a battalion, which is quite handy uh, if you mm. want to go down that route. But then, of course, if you wanted to use the chemist with a Down the bottle. You've got to then take two chemists. So, yeah, which yeah. is not that great. But so, those two skyports are the only ones that really give you a little bit of play there, I think. I just, what makes you like Zilfin so much? What, what um, do you see in Zilfin? I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want it to get nerfed in the FAQ. <laughs> it's uh, not going to get nerfed. This book is not going to get nerfed. Um, the, the hero phase move is really touch strong. Wood. Because there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. Um, extra extra um, engine work is really handy. Um, yep. Rerolling ones, great. Uh, I can't remember what else it is now. I mean, I think mostly the reason I'm liking it is is the fact that you can do that hero phase move. Yeah, well, yeah. that's one of the reasons why it's my favourite. Um, because in an army which now focuses so much on movement, that's just something that's going to even add more to that. Um, you can add, so so you so you can reroll hit rolls of one for attacks by friendly sky vessels that target unit that can fly. So let's say if you're coming up against, oh, yeah, it's a bit situational, but a lot of lists these days do have units that can fly. Well, most things have oh, like yeah. this, this scary monster that flies. Yeah, exactly and, that. Um, I, I mean, it kind of sucks that that. that that it changed from a monster, sorry, from a monster or a unit that can fly to 
Justine are they able to fly? But either way, that's fine. Mm-hmm. No, Zilfin was uh, always just able to fly. It's just use that can fly, but it affected your whole army and not just your sky vessels was the big change. Yeah, that's the big change. That is true. Sorry, yeah. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I personally really like Z- Z- Zilfin. Um, I definitely will be trying it um, yeah. in a competitive sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Urbaz I'll, I'll is really the... good. I'll, I'll try the once for battle make a move because Thunderers get a lot better when they're out of the ship. So yeah. if I can move move my ironclad, then get out, then shoot, that's... I mean, it'll do even more damage. Another thing that we didn't talk about uh, was Morna, because everyone knows about Thring, because the guys won't shut up about Thring on the <laughs> WhatsApp. Um, AKA Empastai, KO Edition 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, oh, actually, can can I mention a little thing about Thring? Yes, you mm-hmm. can. Uh, uh, so, you know how it says one in four units can be a Dwarden unit? Yeah. Oh, don't Do you know what has the Dwarden keyword? Fuck's hell sake. Cannons. No. Hell Cannons. Who's don't ready for some Chaos Hell Cannons in your Karadon army? Woo! That is one thing that will get FAQ'd. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. No, you leave my hell cannons alone. It's not <laughs> happening. Stop it. Chaos Dwarves don't have the Dwarden keyword, but the hell cannon does. They don't exist. Legion of Azcore is a fake army. <laughs> we all know this. Anyway, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Barrack Mourner. Um, actually, I actually, actually, I should have picked these guys. Because I actually kind of like them. Um, I mean, are they the best? I don't know. Probably not. But they're still cool. Um, so, yeah. So, so their abilities, you subtract one one for bravery. Um, for any enemy, enemy units that are, that are within six of one of your units, that's not bad. Um, you can reroll Battleshock tests for your dudes if they're wholly within opponent's territory. That's a lot easier now with the, with, with the fly-high ability, but that's very situational. Um Yep. Uh, the footnote's interesting. So once per battle at the start of your combat phase, you can pick one friendly Barrack Mornar unit that is within three of an enemy unit. That that friendly unit fights at the start of the combat phase, but cannot fight again in the combat phase unless an ability blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of um, activation worry, uh, which is... Yeah. Yep. Um, the thing I really love about Barrack Mornar, and I really wish the rest of the uh, Skyport was this good, is their artifact of power. Because, <laughs> yep. damn, that thing is good. Halving movement is awesome. So it, it's, a na- it's a navigator's artifact, and yep. every turn in your opponent's charge phase, pick a unit uh, within 12, unit that's going to charge, and halve its charge roll. So, are you 7 inches away? Cool. They can't charge you. Are, are you... Literally three inches away, the absolute minimum they can be, then you still need to go with six. Yep. Bonkers. Um, right. Yeah, that... Yeah, I've just renamed that to the, the fuck you staff. Yeah, it literally <laughs> is just the fuck you staff. Um, I mean, combine so that with the navigators inherent... You're like, no, you're not, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, and combine Sweet. that with the uh, navigator's inherent uh, half movement of a flying unit. Yep. You can basically just shut down things like Feck or Nighthorn. 
Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're stuck and they're not moving and they're not charging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so if that's all you guys want to say about the Skyports, um, so the next part of the book is we get a battle plan. Yay. Cool. Awesome. It's the same battle um, plan we had before. It's 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 uh, Black Hawk down, but with Sky with with <laughs> Caradrons instead. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that fits with the whole. Mummy and the flesh eaters in the picture. Um, yeah, um, sweet. Then we get a Path of Glory, which is kind of cool. I, I never play Path of Glory, but it might be something interesting for your garage games. Um, yeah. Yep. Now we get That's to the fun. cool bit: the War Scroll Battalions. Um, so we've had oh, no. Yeah. Um, new war scroll battalions they're all um the same ones um except the rules have changed um so i'm gonna go ahead and pick my favorite which is a hard thing to do for me because i don't know um but honestly i'm just gonna go ahead and pick the iron sky command so really yeah just because no because i I know exactly what you're gonna say and I'm going to leave that to you since you're the Urbaz guy. But anyway, sweet. So the Iron Sky Command. So you can take zero to one um, Admiral or Brock. So you're not going to take the, take those at all. You have an Ironclad. Nope. And you've got three units chosen from the following. So you can take... Um, so, yeah. And it's in any combination. So you can take an Ether Chemist, Etheric Navigator, or an Engine Ma- Ma- Aster, which includes the Floaty Dude. Uh, you can... Yep. You, you have to take one unit of Arkanaut Company... And you have to take one to three units of engine rigs. Um, and the ability is do do not take Battleshock tests for friendly character and Overlord's units while they are wholly within 18 inches of the Arknaught Ironclad from this battalion. Now, the reason I like this is because it does actually contain a lot of the key units that you will probably be taking in a competitive list. So yeah. you will be taking at least one chemist. You will be taking navigators. Mm-hmm. And you... Well, so, sorry, you should take... Well, sorry, you can take navigators and for me personally i will be taking an engine master into a suit um i oh, will be yes. taking at least one unit of arknaut company i might take two or three but that depends on when we talk about this later and i will most you... certainly be taking rigors mm-hmm. hands well, down the great thing about this battalion is if you have the the balloon master um yep. which is what all I'm your battle liners fall down because i'm not called i'm not going to try and say Whatever the other word is, because it's do it, do it. Yeah, I'm not saying it. He's just a blue mark. I'm probably calling him from now on. Um, but if you take him, then obviously the battalion it lets you basically include all your battle line, which is always good for a battalion. If it includes battle line, then it's, exactly. uh, good. It's, it's in a good place. Um, yep. But that um, immune, immunity to battle shock is huge. Because like first of all, it's eighteen inches, um, but that's yep. eighteen inches on an ironclad base. So, yep. which is a ma- is the basically other than like, um, like the massive monsters that are on like you know like the mam- chaos mammoths and the that seraphon stupid salamander dragon thing. Um, other than yep. things, it's basically the biggest base, isn't it? So it's basically yep. you draw a circle with a forty-inch die. Well, more like an oval, but big four. Basically, it's a third of the board, pretty much. Yeah, no, yeah, or like more than that. Like it's just it's a massive area that everything is battleshock immune. And when you factor oh. in when you use your aper shares, you get minus one bravery. Yep. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, you don't want to be the thing that buffs your units. Um, also makes them more prone to run away. So not not. Yeah. I mean, not if you take the best skyport. You don't. No. All right. Um, so Lee, oh, what's your favorite battalion? Actually, uh, I like Alex. I'll let you do it because uh, there's only two kind of good battalions in the spot. So. <laughs> I oh, I mean, you know, so obviously the Grand Armada is the greatest because uh, <laughs> it's I mean, a grand it's all battalions. Um, no, it, it's it's the escort wing. It's got to be the escort wing because yep. you, you can get the ironclad in it. You get your gun haulers, you get your thunderers, and then you can get some sky wardens, but you don't have to because those are ones on. Um you pick an enemy unit, first battalion to focus fire, and you can reroll hits of one against that enemy unit. You choose a new one each turn. So basically, you pick an enemy unit and you kill it. Um, you roll ones still, to hit. Is it still limited to the shooting phase? Uh, shooting phase, yes. Shooting yeah. phase. Yeah. But the shooting phase um, is our phase. Yeah. Well, not so much. Also, not uh, a big thing I think we should. Uh, about battalions, uh, it, it, it has become a lot bigger now. Is the amount of drops you can put in a battalion? Because yes. nowadays, if you deploy a boat, you don't automatically deploy a unit inside the boat. It's not one drop anymore. You need to yeah. individually place each unit in that boat. So an ironclad with 20 thunderers and two characters is four drops, not one drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless they're in a battalion. A little bit. So the, basically, the way it works is you would have to deploy the ship first, which also sort of then tells your opponent where stuff is going. So you deploy the no, ship. No, it doesn't. You put them in the corner. Well, you deploy it in the in the yeah. far far corner and then teleport it in in your first turn. Yeah. Depending, no one knows yeah. where you're deploying. Um, but, yeah. but um, but yeah, basically, you have to put the the ship down first, and then. Next time, the next time you get next time it's your turn to deploy something, you can say you'll put it in the ship, and but you still only put one unit in the ship, and then the next time again you put it, you can put something in the ship. Um, so there's some pros and cons because obviously you you don't decrease your drops anymore, but it was a little bit like you you had a, you've got more flexibility now. Because you can sort of decide whether to put something in the ship a bit later on, whereas before you had to make your decision basically on your first or second drop where everything was going and if you wanted to put everything in your ship or not. But it's, yeah. you, it's a, a little bit more flexible in some ways, but doesn't guarantee hmm. not so good for. Although, I mean, when was anyone taking more than like one ship for two deep strike uh, your units? Last last book. Yeah. This book no, gives no, us no, ships. No, but what I mean is sometimes, like if you you might have think, be thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I want to put this one particular unit in the ship if I want to put it elsewhere on the table. But you before you would have to be like, well, I've got to make that decision now before my opponents deployed anything. Whereas yeah, now you can see a bit more of what they've done before you do it. Um, it's not as good. It's this like a... A, it's like a silver lining in a very dark cloud. <laughs> Or an A for gold line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. Uh-huh. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, there there were some rare situations where you'd want to 
be like, oh, I'd actually rather maybe put this unit not in the ship. Like, if you're then thinking about, especially if you're doing Zilfin before, where you would then use Fleet Master to put the ship in the sky, but actually, you know, so you might not want your riggers in the ship if they didn't have grapnels, because then, like, they might be able to get a better charge if they're not in the ship. Mm, yep. So, late, uh, what? We Tell really us about your, your favourite. So, uh, <laughs> I'm probably the only one that likes this. So, uh, Iron Skies Quadrant is the only one we haven't talked about. Yeah. And the big, it's basically, they've changed what you can put in it a little bit because before it was two to five frigates and two to five Arcanaut uh, company. Um, yeah. Yep. Whereas now it is two plus frigates. And then yeah. an, an Arconaut company for every frigate. So you can't have three frigates and two Arconaut companies or two frigates and five Arconaut companies. You've got a lot less flexibility there. And uh, the, the ability works around when the Arconauts can disembark from the ship. So really, you're kind of pushed to actually only having units of 10 Arconauts. There's no real yeah. reason for you to go bigger units and obviously with the loss of skyhooks there's not necessarily a huge incentive to do that anyway um and, yeah. and also the loss of the chemist buff but the main thing is what this battalion lets you do is just for the arconauts and just for the ships in the battalion when they disembark from that ship they can do it even if the ship has moved or flown high that turn which given you uh-huh. things work means you can teleport a ship and then disembark your teleport the ship to nine inches away, and then disembark your Arconauts uh, six inches, and then they yep. also get to charge with three d six, which is massive because normally, if you think if you compare it to what you'd normally be doing, which is charging from nine inches away, you're charging from six inches away with three d six. Oh. Yeah. You're getting where you want to go. <laughs> um, so you're getting the charge off. Yeah. Yeah, you are. The problem, the problem is that Arcanauts, uh, I don't know what to say about them. They they don't have like a map that uh, a very offensive role anymore. And they don't. Yeah, we have... can talk about them when we get to War Scrolls, but yeah. I yeah. feel. I don't know But you don't necessarily it's want to. It's going to be. They're not going to kill stuff if you charge them in, are they? I, I <laughs> think they could if you charge an enemy that is sitting on an objective. Yes. If you charge an enemy unit that's yeah. sitting on an objective, then your Arknauts might do something. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I like about it because, especially with the 3D6 charge as well, is you can just go right around a screen and you can then possibly just tag an enemy unit on the end and just get all of your your 10 models on the objective and you, late game when you when there's my, my one hero on an objective or just a little five man battle line unit or something um then that's going to be really good for just stealing objectives at the end especially you oh, see yes. quite often why i see players and they're actually quite knowledgeable players do this and the right to do it is they're put say just a hero and an objective and if they know you've got teleporting they will put it exactly on the objective 
because then obviously when you're nine inches away you're not on it at all whereas if they're to one side then you yeah. might be thinking a little bit so this just means that you can definitely get on the objective with those Arcanauts. 20 20 Arcanauts are fighting one hero yeah depending on the hero they could do it yeah you won't don't touch catacross in base in, in, <laughs> in range but um the thing is they it happens in the movement phase so then they can shoot and the ship can shoot and then yeah it just means that potentially you can get models on the objectives quickly as opposed yep. to having, waiting a turn so i think the battalion has got some use especially in zilfin where the it's your battle line basically because your frigates become battle line in zilfin arcanauts are obviously battle line anyway um yep. so already and then so you haven't got to necessarily take anything else or take specific heroes to make things battle line um so it's got uses it's not inherently that powerful though um because from a from a, like a killing perspective cool yeah. sweet so those are battalions yeah let's go oh, into wait hang on there's one more battalion what? oh fuck there's two Come more battalions two more battalions sorry what uh, yes two more battalions okay sneaky battalion number one a for strike force oh fuck don't start wait no wait, i just <laughs> want to say it's legal to the next <laughs> and it is uh, it yes it is it still has points in the general's handbook and it hasn't so unless they release an faq saying um this battalion is no longer in use or then it's still oh in use. yeah um because there's nothing replaced it so i guess and that lets you shoot with one unit w once per turn in the hero phase as well as in the other phase and it includes sky wardens and riggers so you can it's like it's one of the few battalions that don't have ships so you can massively load up on loads of troops yeah um, i mean i just don't like the idea of taking stormcast in miami <laughs> well i don't know i mean a battalion they're not even because it's not, not even the good stormcast they're prosecutors and those are it's kind of got Shit. made obsolete by the 15 yeah. billion other stormcast that came out afterwards do you know how many riggers and sky ones you can fit in that list though uh 36 36 it's a lot <laughs> You could fit a Who lot. Could build and paint thirty-six bucket engine riggers. Well, me. Uh, uh, I might. <laughs> I have no faith in riggers, but if you include my sky wardens, I possibly have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other battalion is the one in the box. Yeah. Right. True. I didn't know what it does. Uh, so what it um, does is, I can't remember how many points it is, but it's the. Andrew Master, the Balloon Master, whose name I can't pronounce, um, one unit of three Endrum Rivers and one unit of three Sky Wardens and a Gun Hauler. Yeah. And that's all Stop. it is. You can't increase the sizes of those units, but everything in the battalion can move six inches um, before the battle begins. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Are you Actually, yeah. yeah. That's actually really good. And again, it's a battalion that doesn't include any ships, so there's not necessarily this massive expenditure. 
I think it works out like 680 points or something. Huh. And you have all your Babylon in there if you take him as your general. You already have a gun haul. Uh, yeah, if, if you're Urbaz, you, you'd have all your Battleline. But if yeah, you have right. a general in, in any Skyport, one more unit, it's only going to put you to two drops and then you... Yeah. Because you... Uh, the, the big shame about it is the fact that they're limited to being three-man units. Yeah, yeah kind of. The box, but... It's literally um, just the contents of the box. Um, yeah. It's not right. that is really. Sweet battalions, that's done. Cool. Um, next, I suppose we're going to War Scrolls. Now, there's a lot of changes in here. Um, um, but I don't really know if we want to cover each and every single one. Um, well, we set, we, we'll go for the big ones, and let's try not to get bogged down in stats. Yes, please. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I'm gonna have to leave really soon. Yep. Yep. All right. So, what's your favorite war scroll? Uh, Thunderers. <laughs> gonna go with Thunderers because you guys can talk about the Ironclad. Uh, well, shooting is hugely increased. The special weapons are now very takeable. I think, especially when yep. on the ground. Um, all of them hitting on threes. So your deck sweepers are basically two-shot ether rifles. Uh, yep. Well, uh, double ether rifles, four shots. Mm -hmm. um, cannons, especially in combat, you shoot eight cannons uh, hitting on threes, winning on twos. There's your skyhooks. They lost the Thunderer slingshot, which was, uh, was a bit disappointing, but made up for in firepower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 20, 20 Thunderers. Also, they've got two wounds each now, so it's 40 wounds. Yeah. Um, they'll stick around. True. Yeah, uh, cool. yeah the, the, the special weapons got a lot better, but the big drawback is they don't get most of their buffs when they're inside the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the rifles, I would actually say, are worse now because you can't get buff them. Well, True. Before, I guess because you can't chemist buff them. You can have two shots of every guy, now you can have two shots of every guy. So, and they're the same stat line. But the units going to stick around longer. Well, possibly. Um, they're also three. the legitimate you, the legitimate thing to put in a boat because they have when the boat teleports, they have the range on all their weapons to shoot mm -hmm. everything except for the yeah, fumigator. Unless you have, unless but, you have fumigator. Hey, um. So yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're they because they've gone up like because they were ninety points, so they've now got up to one twenty. Um, yeah, yeah because they're two wounds each now um it's a little bit hard to like just shove loads of them in yeah they'll go down everything will go down in points you reckon yeah they're not gonna okay. keep the ironclad at 510 i think the ironclad will go down i'm not sure sure about the funders we'll see i mean they could do hmm. Endlingers um, might go back up to 120. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, we, we don't need to talk about riggers and sky wardens, do we? Because we covered the fact that they can, that the way they hitch onto the boats is different. Yeah. Um, so, and no aside from that, aside from that, their war scrolls are actually pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, the sky hooks and the grapple 
Um, oh, yes, sky, they have. The, so the Skyhook now, um, which no one ever took on any uh, Skywardens or riggers. Uh, or riggers. No one ever took the Because you just take the drill cannon instead. Um, so what the Skyhook yep. does now is it does uh, it gives you plus one to charge, which is quite good. Yep. And the grapnel um, stops an enemy unit from retreating, which is kind of mm. interesting, but they're not very survivable units. So I don't know how well that will work. And I've, I've never actually, in any game I've ever played, actually had someone retreat away from any of my Sky Wardens or Endron Riggers. They I'm, know I'm feeling if it's more like a I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. a case. I mean, this is old old testament I'm talking about, so it's different a bit, but it's kind of a case like either you charge your riggers in and they just obliterate everything, or you would or the unit would survive and it would just be so decimated it wouldn't really matter because they'd battle shock off or it doesn't really matter whether they retreat or not. Or if it did retreat if it did survive in a proper state, then they would just stay in combat and kill you. Yeah. So, um, again, the same thing as the Thunderers. They can't get chemist buff. So, yeah. that, that's why Riddler's gone down to 100 points. I think maybe we could see Skyward go down rather than Riggers go up. Yeah, well, because, I mean, like, um, I was just thinking just then, I mean, like, apart from, you know, the obvious shooting stuff like that, there is no real reason to take Sky Wardens over over engine bricks. I mean, you, you no. unless you're something. in barracks zone. Yeah, unless you're in barracks zone. But yeah, like it's just the melee output on engine riggers is just so good. Plus you the know, extra shooting um, and the shooting that has the twelve inch range. So when you teleport yeah. with the ship, and you're nine inches away. Um, yeah, they get you can still shoot. Yep. Um, the only reason you might want to take them is if you want the mines. Yeah. Say but... a three man chap unit, you think, oh, I just want to have some mines. But really, it's all about Zorn. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've got to head off. Catch on the flip side, guys. Uh, try not to uh, get caught on fire or burn alive in Australia. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It was raining ash yesterday. That was fun. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. On that note, see ya. All right. See you, mate. All right. Where there was three, there were now two. There it is. Uh, cool. Nick Horse Golf. Oh, wait. Drill cannons. Drill cannons have yeah, gone. Drill cannons. Fuck yeah. Mortal wounds on a six to hit. Is it six or five? Yeah. It's six no, um, five on the, yes, on the ship. And instead of D3 mortal wounds, it does just a flat three. Yeah. But, but the effect of D3 damage the gun does. Isn't Pardon it? me? It's instead of the damage the gun does? Yes. Uh, so before... reach, if the unmodified hit roll for, for an attack with the draw launcher is six, mm. that attack inflicts three mortal wounds on the target and the attack C equals ends. Yeah. Whereas before you would it was on wound rolls. So it's, you're more likely to do it, but before you would you do your damage with it, the gun yeah. as well, plus the mortal wounds. Um it's yeah, and you, you've lost the chemist as well, so you're not 
necessarily going to spam these shots so much. Um, yeah, it's kind of I mean, as much like if you want shooting on a mobile unit, then it's fine. Yeah, um, we can get to yeah. But it's it's not bad. It's not good. I'm I'm okay with that change. There's not much else to say about it, really, is it? Yeah, no, there's not really much. I mean, like, I mean, like per- personally, I mean, we can delve into this l- later if we start talking about potential lists. Um, I mean, I'm honestly considering taking a unit of nine riggers in my army, um, mm-hmm. just so I can take three drill launchers, um, just to you know a- enhance that damage. Okay, you know? but is because if you take them in nine, then they can't teleport with a ship. That's a good point. Yeah, no, no, but you know, because they're tw- twenty-four inch range with a twelve-inch move. So, yeah. you, you, you know, so I guess my plan was was that I'd have a unit of nine-engine riggers in the back or close to the back, with my with maybe two units of six riggers, you know, on ships, and they do mm-hmm. do their thing there. My yeah, meaning punch in the face. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, these guys just snapping shit off the board. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've been looking at is is similar. It's a right three units of riggers, but yeah. you could have two of them with guns and one yeah. with melee. Um, yeah, and so essentially you're you're getting we actually get one more shot. I mean, it's just I mean it's you, yeah, you yeah, would, no. we're talking about tweaks and minor changes here. The the main thing is you haven't got a massive incentive to take a big unit now because you haven't yeah. got to off. Um, which leads me on to a question from the chat, which is what happened yep. to the chem buff. Oh, okay, uh, I'll get to that. So, okay, yeah. So... Basically, well, there's two different chemist buffs now because Fundric has a different ability. Um, yes. But the basic chemist, the standard chemist, um, he doesn't give plus one to attack anymore on anything. Yeah. His Afric augmentation ability um yep. you pick a unit and until your next hero phase uh they get to re-roll wound rolls of one yes i mean it's not bad and it's still actually pretty good really but you know it's not as impactful as the old one no it's yeah i was hoping like obviously i knew the old one was going to go away that was kind of obvious because yeah. that was too powerful i was hoping for something a bit better than that like like a plus one to hit or something or even if it was a flat re-rolls but re-rolls to one i mean it's to wound which is a little bit rarer yeah so it's quite i mean i guess where it's really good is if you combo with a triumph so you do re-rolls to hit with a triumph and then you do re-rolls to wound for one with um the chemist and then yeah. all of a sudden your a lot of your attacks get through and this other source there's lots of sources for re-roll hit rolls of one for instance like alex mentioned like uh the escort wing so if you yeah. haven't got wing then you're getting re-rolls to hit and wound of one um yeah. which is really good yeah his one is different and I say worse. Um, so with the normal chemist, you can do it that, yeah. So, oh, so, so sorry, Christian. 
this ability cannot be used by any ether chemist that is part of a garrison or if we're in the moon, you know, that, that is... Yeah, no. yeah. That's the other thing. That's the Pardon me? That's the same with both of them. Neither of them can use it if they're in the ship or on a unit in the ship, which is the really disappointing thing about it, I think. Um, because you don't, can't... You can't... Yeah. I, I know why they've done it. It's kind of like they realised, oh, that it's going to combo with this, and therefore yeah. we'll have to stop that. But it's just a little bit annoying because you want to say move your guys around like your funders or something in a ship, and yeah. and then buff them, um, and you can't do that. Yeah. Mm. Um, what do I want to talk about next? His other ability hasn't changed, has it? It's the same. It's just. Oh no! Wait, that has changed. That's minus one to hit now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and his other yeah his other ability, which used to be minus one to attacks for enemy models within three inches, is now minus one to hit. Which yes. Then can't be used if he's in the garrison. Yeah. So so he has to be on the ground. Yeah. Um. Still a handy ability, and it stacks with a fumigator. So. Yeah. If I mean, the thing is, because it's models, not units. When you're in combat, then they might not necessarily be in range of the same one. But if it's something like a big monster or a hero, putting them to minus two to hit is, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. We kind of touched on Arconauts before, didn't we? Yes, we did. Did we mention that they got plus one to save? No, well, they're not plus one to save, but they've got, they're on a four up now. Yes, so yeah. they're a bit tougher now with a four up, which makes them a bit better in that regard. But um, the big thing that everyone's having a whinge about, obviously we've already talked about the skyhook, is the private air pistols going down to nine inches. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a big thing. And all the weapons have gone down. Well, other than the sky pike, which actually I haven't checked, but I assume it's still two inches. But all the shooting, yeah, all the shooting guns have gone down in range. So skyhook is now eighteen inches. Uh, yep. the new body gun is is it 15 12. or is it 12? It's 12. Oh my god, 12 inches now. Yeah, so they've all gone down. The two big ones have gone down six inches, and the pistols have gone down three inches. So the main thing is you can't teleport them in a ship and then shoot from nine inches away. Yeah, which is kind of dumb. And you can't have your Arconauts just you know sitting on an objective and basically being able to hit your uh your opponent's deployment zone most of the time. Yeah, which is disappointing. But in the end, I mean, they will have a use. Um, yeah. And in the army, it's just going to be a lot less important. So, so, so you're not going to see the classic, you know, 40 units of fucking Arcanauts with, what, 12 um, Skyhawks just yeah. auto-click and getting shit off the board. That is more of a wel 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 welcome change to me. Because mm -hmm. well, once again, that just enhanced the ne negative play experience. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's not good having to you know convert bits or buy models on the on like a secondary market. Uh, not buy models, but buy bits on the secondary market. It's it yeah. that's not good for the game. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a good change. It's a little. It is one. I think there's other ways they could have handled it, but I understand why they've done it this way. Um, yeah. 
they're going to stay. The four plus save means they'll stay around a bit longer, and yeah. they're they're ninety points now. So from a list building perspective, as well as having all these different battle line options now, um, yeah. you before you were paying like every list three hundred sixty points gone. Now it's yeah. every list two hundred seventy points gone, or you've got options there to, you know include another unit but by making them battle line you can sacrifice an Arcanaut unit and save 90 points there um so you you've got quite a few more more choices yeah i'm still waiting for um war scroll builder to update so i can um so I well, can start making... just a side note i was quite pleased it hasn't updated yet because i have a tournament tomorrow and i have to use the old book so I had to yeah. write my list and upload it. So yeah, that was quite handy. If that had changed, I would have been like, "Oh, I've got to write it on Word or something." <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, so I'm going to talk quickly about. Um, actually, who was I going to talk about? I totally forgot. Sorry. Ah. Um. So honestly, I- I'm going to talk about my favorite character in the book, mm-hmm. um, just because I love him. Um, and that's the Indra Master with dirigible suit. Yeah. The one that you can have to pronounce. Um, <laughs> and I, I love him. One, my main one is because he makes engine riggers or sky wardens ba- battle line. Yeah. That's fantastic. Absolutely awesome. I mean, yeah, he's a bit expensive, um, which we can talk about later, but I mean, he's a good, good character. So his abilities. So you can pick a friendly sky. Ve- it's within an inch, and you can heal three wounds allocated to that sky vessel, which is pretty good in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. He's got the hatcher um, rule, so he can fly around with the ships, um, mm-hmm. some of that. And his command ability is all right. So, so you can use his command ability in your hero phase before a friendly engine rigger unit wholly within 18 inches of a friendly model at this command ability uses the engine craft ability, blah, blah. If you do so, you can re-roll any of the dice that determine how many wounds are healed by that engine rigger's unit in that phase. Yeah. I think that's pr- pr- pretty good, personally. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's Does he only affect one unit of engine riggers nearby? Uh, you can no. friendly unit. A friendly engine rigger's unit, hold so it could be a few. It could be, yeah, okay, so that's a big difference because if you've got to use a command ability for like three different units, then it's, but no, if it's, yeah, that's quite a, if it's one, yeah, one CP and they all get to re-roll. Yep. Um, it's not game-changing, but that could be the difference between the ship getting to fly high or not, which is exactly. game-changing. Uh, and yep. if you had something that said on a, uh, say like on a roll of two plus, that your ship can teleport you'd be all over that yeah <laughs> what this could so be um, this, what, what this could be is essentially is the difference between rolling a one to hitting the ship or rolling a two um yeah could be enough to do that and one thing that we didn't really touch on before which is uh yeah. there's a lot of ways in the book to get extra cps um yes. or to use them for free because when you use a triumph for a hero, yep. you can use it to uh, use a, uh, a command point without spending a CP. Exactly. So every one of your heroes basically gets a free command ability 
a game if they want to if they don't if they want don't want to use it for you know saves or hits or something yeah i mean you're gonna get one free command ability per phase per hero phase but obviously not cook not all command abilities work in the hero phase so obviously this one um so that's quite handy um the main thing for me about him is he's a flying hero that's good in combat and he's not unique so he can take artifacts and he can take command traits yes he's got eight wounds but with but if you decide to take the um plus two wound artifact that's Mm -hmm. pretty good Wait, Two no, it's mind isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, yep. sorry. It's he's got a three-up save. He's got a 12-inch move, so he's quick. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. You teleport with the ships. And, and he's really killy. He's yep. really killy. He's good um, in shooting and melee. He's yep. kind of halfway between, in terms of melee power, he's halfway between the output of the leader of an engine rigger unit and Brock Grunson. Yeah. He's, but he's on par with like an admiral or a en- uh, standard engine master, and he's got quite a lot of shooting at various yeah. ranges. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, one of the command traits you can have from him as well is he can pick a hero and do double da- damage against that hero, which applies to shooting and melee. Yeah. And he can do it to himself, can he? Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. So he, yeah, so he picks it, you pick a hero at the beginning of the game, and he that model gets uh yeah yeah that the engine master gets um double damage against that enemy model <laughs> hello keeper of secrets yeah so and yeah and because he's got shooting as well you don't have to necessarily get in combat with them to, yeah. use, to use that he can basically and he can teleport with the ship as well so yeah little... i think he's fucking great Little enemy units that like to hide somewhere behind a wall or something. Yeah. Aha! You can just be like, ah, I'm going to teleport over here and yeah, now hit you with double damage. So yeah. Yeah. He's um, really great. What's your favorite you war scroll in the book? Favorite war scroll? Uh, I would have to go for either this guy or the ironclad. Yeah, the Ironclad. That's had a lot of good changes. Mm. Uh, just be, quickly before we move on, um, you yep. said he was a little bit expensive, which I agree. But when you compare him to Brock Grunson... Yeah, who, Brock Grunson, there is literally no point in taking that guy mm-hmm. if you have this guy in your army. It's yeah. just... Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, when Brock Grunson costs 20 points more and is unique, so can't take command traits and artifacts of power, and yep. he's... Command ability is limited to Barak Nar units. Um, you're going to pick this guy, and this guy makes uh, any of and Skywalker's battle line if he's general. It's, he's just an all. He's just there's no reason to take Brock Gunson over uh, instead of this guy. Yeah, I am definitely taking this guy in my list. He is yeah. going to be my general, and he's going to be awesome. I'm I'm really glad that I did buy April Wars because I. Almost, <laughs> Because I, thought, I don't necessarily need all those models, and I like, well, I'll get a, I get it because I haven't got free gun haulers, and then if escort wing is suddenly good, I'd like to have free, and I, you know, that it's gonna sell out. It's already sold out on GW's website. Yeah, if you haven't, I think if you haven't gone out, if you're listening, you haven't gone out and bought April Wars yet, or 
you don't want Age Wars and you're thinking you're you know, you're not sure about getting this hero, I would suggest get him now before he's really expensive. Because yeah, exactly. at some point you will build a list with him in, and I've already seen people talking about lists with two of them in. Yeah, two of them could be interesting. I mean, that is a big points cost, but yeah. in the end, you, yeah, great. I'll um, take one, at one. Yeah, I'm gonna have one, but yeah, you don't want to be stuck with there's like none on eBay and you can't get it. Uh, yeah. you can convert him, but it's not the same, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. Moving on, uh, quickly, Brock Runson, not yep. many changes, except for the fact his command ability is completely changed, and it's rubbish. Yeah, he is, yeah, it, it, it's a rubbish thing, it's Beric Nair and stuff like that. Yeah. The bad. only reason I want to mention it is because it doesn't combine with Barrett Mornar anymore, because Barrett Mornar still has a run and shoot, and so a lot of people go, oh yeah, that's still good, and yeah, and I'll take Brock Runson. No, you can't because Brock Hudson doesn't give you run and charge anymore. What he yeah. does let you do is re-roll charges, but you have to do it before the charge roll, so it's actually worse than the one in the GHP. Yep. Except for the fact that it affects multiple units. So if you are going to charge in lots of units, yeah, then it might be good, but only if you fail lots of charge rolls. Yeah. So, yeah, it's bad. Um Let's move on. Let's talk about the Ironclad. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the Ironclad. Uh, so it's gone up to 510 points. Yep. Uh, for good reason. Because yep. oh, it's had some buffs. First of all, free up Dave. Yep. Um, movement is the same, I think. Yeah, movement is the same. Everything. Yep. Bravery doesn't matter, really, does it, on Sky Vessels? No. Um, the main thing is, though, is the. Shooting has changed. So, first of all, the sky cannon. You've got two different ways of shooting it. Uh, you can do shrapnel, which is um, six attacks, um, and they do two damage. And basically, everything now. You know how everything was like hitting on fours. Yep, like, everything. You had four to two, or you had like the best thing was like threes and fours on it. Everything now is like threes and twos, or I think there's there's one, four, and three. So. The grapnel, uh, not the grapnel, the shrapnel does a fairly decent amount of damage from 24 inches. Six attacks, yep. pretty good. Uh, the other way is just shooting a cannon shell, which is yep. 30 inches range, which is pretty good. That's quite far, yep. and that's that does a flat six damage. Yeah, that's pretty um, angry. And it's threes and twos, minus two rend, as opposed to, you know, when we had fours and twos before so 50 percent of the time wasn't doing anything and before the difference between d6 damage and six is huge that is massive yeah um and then the volley gun 4d6 attacks <laughs> which averages out to 14 attacks and they used to be four and fours they're now freeze and freeze yeah which is fantastic minus one one damage yeah and yeah. if you bear in mind in Zilfin, it's got reroll ones to to hit. Against uh, ones, yeah, yeah. That and there's lots of other ways to get reroll ones. Like the other thing, the thing was before reroll ones was always a bit like, oh, yeah, they're okay and they help. But when you're on a four plus to hit, it's kind of like a bit of a drop in the ocean. But now that like most of your ships are hit on threes and wound on twos and stuff, reroll ones is a lot more significant. Yeah, it's massive. Um, 
Yeah, because I'm, I'm really trying to figure out which one I'd take. Um, the Sky yeah. Cannon or the Oli Gun. I mean, because I mean, like, because I'm like, yeah, so the cannon just has the reach. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're flying high and you are, might be a bit closer to everything else. I mean, the Oli Gun can be really good. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it is really good. So, you know, so there's, you know, yeah, it's a hard one. I just don't know. The the fact what factors in for me is the fact that you can teleport the ship. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the range is not so much of an issue. Um yeah. but my advice to everyone is it's a seventy pound model from Games Workshop. I have no idea how much it costs in New Zealand and I don't want you to tell me. It'll be very depressing. <laughs> um but I will tell mag- you mag- I'm gonna look it up magnetize that because you're going to write lists where you might want to change it um there's no auto pick now um so and it's so easy to do it's like you just drill a little hole stick some magnets in job's done yep um uh the other uh, sky hook we missed um it's basically the same as a cannon shell but less range but it gives you plus two to charge and yep. the other thing was uh torpedoes are basically the same um, yep. Carbines have had a massive buff because they do two damage. Oh, yeah. And I, were they freeze and fours before? Fours and threes, something like that. Now they're freeze they and threes. And threes. They are, depending what weapon you take, they're either your second best gun or your best gun on that on that model in terms of yeah, damage. They're only twelve inch okay. range. Um, and then everything is the bomb racks now. Oh, it can heal one wound and stuff, but yeah, the bomb racks now there's a modifier for it, so you're not always yeah. on a four plus, and there's a lot less bombs, so it's a lot less like, oh, which bomb do I pick? And then, oh, do I use my supremacy mine now? And what other bombs have I got? Let me just look through all these different bombs on the war scroll and pick them. It's just one, so sure. <laughs> it's a lot quicker to say. Um, but yeah, have you got anything else to say about the ironclad? No, um, I just think it's a great thing. Um, I was watching Warhammer Weekly last night, and um, Vince was talking about buying two of these things for his mm-hmm. Tempest Island list. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very good in Cities of Sigma because it will be on a 2 plus save, turn one in Tempest Island. And um, I haven't done the math yet, actually, but I, a Lord Ordinator could yeah. be pretty. Uh, Pretty insane. We've already seen Cities of Sigma there also have access to um, uh, a Horicanum. So, oh. <laughs> but it, it does quite a lot of damage now um, yeah. compared to what it did. Yeah. So, um, Lee, do you want to know how much the Arkanor Ironclad costs in New Zealand? Go on then. Right. So, at current exchange rate, right? So, mm-hmm. you said it was £70 in the UK, right? Yep. So that's about 140 pounds New Zealand, because right. it's pretty much double, right? Yep. In New Zealand, on the GW site, it costs 230 dollars New Zealand. Oh my god! Yep. Yeah. And how much would it cost you to buy some magnets? Oh, $10? fuck no! Oh no! Listen, listen, that like, you know, yeah. that that would be pittance. But yeah, exactly. yeah. just go do it. But, Don't... No, yeah, yeah. yeah, KO in New Zealand is not a is not on a cheap army to collect. I don't it's think it's necessarily a cheap army anywhere. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's not like yeah, it's not like some armies where you can go and pick loads of stuff up, like forty models cheap secondhand or something, because yeah. they people had old ones from like the eighties or the nineties or something. Yeah, um, but um, you know, yeah, man. So the Ironclad is absolutely fantastic. I will be getting one um, yeah. because it's just, in my opinion, it's a must-have in the list. Mm. It's, just, it's just you have to have it. It's just such a gun platform. Even if you don't have it in your list, I think if you've got KO and you're going, you you know, you're going to be a KO player. Why would you yeah. not want the big ship? Yeah, exactly that. It's like if you if it's like if you play death and you didn't have Nagash, or yeah. I mean maybe if you're playing Bone Reapers, you might you could make an argument not for having Gash because you've got you've got Catacross and that's your big piece. But you know what I mean? It's like every army has its big model and everyone really wants it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, cool. So we've been talking for a while. Let's mm -hmm. talk about. Um, our potential lists and how we think overall this book is going to affect the meta and how we're going to perform in the meta. How about that? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the gun hauler first? Or... Oh, sure thing, actually. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, I don't yeah, think so it's worth. I don't think there's. I think there's some units we can skip. Like we don't need to talk about the frigate and. Nah, sure. Many of the heroes. Um, oh, we might as well mention the navigator. His ability is 36 inches now. That's pretty yep. good. Uh, Gun haulers yeah. had a lovely buff. They uh, did. So they're on a four-up save now. They've got movement twelve with ten wounds. Um, they've got a fair amount of firepower, just like um, just like everything else, except their carbines are only one dam um, are only one dead damage. With oh, so sorry, Blech. I'm getting all excited now. Um, but yeah, so they do have two attacks each, which is great. Yeah. So, but so that they're a little bit more powerful than they used to be. Um, yeah. they didn't get some of the buffs like, like the ironclad and the frigate cost, so they didn't get the two damage. Um, and some of the guns that basically have the same names don't have the same stat line as, like, say, the ironclad, so like they don't have the flat six damage. Yes, but, but it can take a drill cannon, the, and the drill cannon is awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's on a three as well. Yeah, let's just start with the range 36 yeah. inch range. On a ship that can teleport. Yep. <laughs> and it's so You are not hiding from this thing at all unless you have like that shroud thing that makes you invisible. Yeah, this thing can shoot. Which yeah. is great. Um yeah. Um what else? Uh yep. Yeah. So, so, so it can do do all the fly high stuff and yeah. disengage and whatnot. And for the drill cannon. On the gun hauler, it's a five up instead of a six up. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Which um, is great. Yeah, so yeah, you roll off from 36 inches away, you roll a five up, you do a flat three mortal wounds. And yep. even if you don't roll that five up, then you know on a if you get a three, then you then three to wound, then minus three rend, still got the minus three rend and then it's D3 damage. Um this I mean the cannon shell is still quite good because I mean that's D6 damage yep. and D6 attacks. Um, but there's a lot more utility with it now because it can teleport around, it can take rigors with it, and you can give it artifacts yep. um, to make it a bit better. So, yeah, and it can be battle line in Urbaz. 
Yes, which is why Alex love, love, loves it so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's a re- really great thing. Um, it, it was much needed. Um, yeah. But, but another point is I want to make as well is that this book makes the start collecting set worth it now. Yes. Um, because... It makes it so much better. Yeah, both the Gunholder and the Thunderers have options to be battle-line now. Uh, yep. Something we haven't actually explained much. Um, we've yeah, I was going to get to that when we were talking about lists. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, you've got, other than Arconauts, which are always battle-line, we mentioned yep. of the, the Balloon Master, um, when he's a general, Sky Wardens and Endrum are going to be battle-line. In uh, Barak Nar, Thunderers can be battle-line. And in yep. uh, Urbaz, Gunhall is a battle line. And Zilfin, Frigate's a battle line. So you've got a huge amount of choice now. Exactly. Which is what we were asking for, and G-Dub delivered. Thank you. Yeah, so I love the way everyone's like, oh, well, they make this one thing battle line. And G-Dub is like, no, 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 no. We're <laughs> not making one unit battle line. We're just going to give you battle line and everything. Which is fantastic. Yep. The only thing is, the only thing they didn't do was give us Ironclad's battle line. Which <laughs> <laughs> would have been that amazing. Would have been fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Stupid, but... but it would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have been all over that, I think. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, but, um, yeah, so there's nothing else I want to say about mentioned. War Scrolls. Hmm? Uh, the standard Endrim Master is not worth mentioning, really. No, it's not. Uh, oh, the Admiral's had quite a lot of changes. Oh, he's yeah, got sorry. Four command yeah. abilities. Yeah. Most of them are rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he does do, without this is a standard ability, not a command ability, he does do a battle shock immunity thing. There's a little uh, bit of a because you have to possibly put wounds onto units as well. I mean, it keeps the Admiral alive, but there's yep. kind of like this catch-22 of like, yeah, you put them in your list to make units survive longer by making them battle shock immune, yep. but then you're also passing wounds onto them. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, yeah, so most of his command abilities actually in some ways duplicate um, ones from the core rules, the GHB. There is one yeah. that gives plus one to hit, Um if he's inside a ship, then the ship and him and all the other models in the ship get plus one to hit in melee. Yep. Which, first of all, at first, that sounds really good. Um, yeah. Uh, until you realise you can't put riggers or sky wardens in the ship. And you can't, yeah. take a, you can't take a unit of Arconauts with three sky parks either. So, yeah. really, it's only good. And the ships don't do much in melee. Yeah. Their ways of doing damage in melee is really the bombs, which don't have a hit roll, or yeah. you know, the charge out of that we mentioned. Earlier. There's really only if you've got heroes in there, or yeah. some drill bills potentially. I've not really yeah. thought of that. That just suddenly popped into my head. If you had, I'll have a look. Because uh, drill um... bills. Are... Yeah, we didn't mention that with Thunderers, but Drill Bills don't do the Mortal Wounds now. They have basically a melee weapon profile. Yep, so it's D3 attacks, 4s and 4s, minus 1, 1 damage. And it's got a 3-inch range. Yeah, so that would put them to 
because if they're in the ship, they would be able to do melee. So is it one in five models can have a drill bill, or is it you can have one drill bill per unit like you used to be? Well, I will have a look. Okay, now, so it's only the gunnery sergeant who can have it. Okay, so but if you had four units in the ship, which would put you at quite high drops, but mm-hmm. you you would have four drill bills. I mean, they're only D3 attacks, but that would do a lot more damage than the, uh, the actual ironclad does. But mostly what people yeah. have been looking at is uh, admirals and entrance masters in the ship. Yeah, I'm well, because, not... I mean, the admiral does buff ships, so he gives them a re-roll of one um, for shots. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, mean, I think people have been looking at potentially this idea that you could just charge in with an ironclad and have lots of uh, heroes in it that all do damage. I'm yeah. not so sure about it because I think it's going to cost quite a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I mean th- these sort of things need to be play tested. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about lists. Yes, let's talk about lists. Okay, so I'll go over the points quickly, um, just to give everyone a bit, bit of a um, yes. Bit of thing. So, Arkansas Company, as we said before, are not IT points. Max of 40, no horde discount, which is disappointing, but that's just what it is. Um, the frigate is 250. Um, the ironclad, as we said before, is 510. The ether chemist is 90 points, so he's not that expensive. Um, the navigator is 100 points. Arkansas Admiral is 140. Brock, as we also said before, is 240. Um, my favorite character in the book, um, Floaty McBoatface, I'm, 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 I am now calling him, is um, 220. Um, but there's nothing here as well. It says Endron Master with Endron Harness. Now, I didn't actually see. Oh, so, 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 sorry, Jared. That's just the normal one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's only 100 points. Um, Bjorg and Thundrick and the Thundrick's Profiteers are, are 140 points. You're never going to take these guys anyway. Um, Riggers are 100 points. Uh, Gun Haulers, 150. Um, the Thunderers, uh, 120. Sky Wardens are 100. And the Battalions, so the Grand Armada, obviously the best War Scroll Battalion, eh? There's um, 90 points. Um, the Escort Wing is 140. Um, mm. Iron Sky Attack Squadron is 120. And uh, the Iron Sky Command is 130. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's all points. Um, allies, which obviously feeds into Thring, but obviously everyone knows about Thring. Um, uh, Dispossessed, Fire Slayers, Ironwood Arsenal, and Stormcast Eternals. So those are the points that we've got. Yeah. Um, one thing... Like, we haven't talked about Fring. But... Yeah, well, it's because everyone else is still talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but the one thing you can do with Fring, which I think will get FAQ'd, is, like, what they did in Tempest Eye and uh, Living City in Cities of Sigma was they gave you a list of allies, and then yep. they said, oh, but when they listed the allies, they said, except for in uh, Tempest Eye or except for in Living City. Yep. So I was expecting all of these to say, it, uh, all the Duard in ones to say, um, except for in Barrett Fring. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. So what that means is that uh, you can have your one in four Duard in as part of your army, but you can also ally in one in four. So it's two in four uh, Duard in units. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, the ally ones don't get their allegiance abilities, 
because they don't get the key yeah. word, but they, you know, they can still do the things like if you ally in, say, if you're including a unit of Harkar Berserkers, you can yeah. ally in a Rune Smiter to tunnel them. Uh, yeah. Four and eggs, you can get a lot of Fire Slayers or uh, Dispossessed or whatever into that list by yeah. using this, and I think that's going to get FAQ'd. I agree. I do agree. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex is in the chat and he says, Escort Wing for life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a really good battalion. I actually really like it. I will be trying it out because I've got yeah. plans for my future purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, lo and behold, I will be buying three gun haul- haulers in one form or another mm-hmm. um, just, just, just to have. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, it is really good. So what is your current list that you're thinking of taking? Uh, I don't have an exact one, you know, with everything worked out in terms of, um, you know, like artifacts and stuff. There are some obvious ones. Uh, but yeah. basically what, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about how it all kind of filters down to the same list anyway. Yep. Um, which is, I agree with, to an extent, if you if you make certain decisions when you're building your list, then then they will naturally sort of go down a certain route. But obviously, if you make different decisions at the start, then you won't yeah. go down the route. Um, I really like the spell in the bottle, and yeah. I like Wolfing because I can sort of move a ship up in the hero phase and uh, use the spell in the bottle to put vortex on them. Yeah. Um, your if you're gonna do that, you're probably gonna take the Iron Sky command. Because... Which is the reason why I want to take it. Yeah, um, because then it includes your chemist, and you're gonna yeah. want some navigators because it's okay stopping them from running and stopping them from flying. But if they're say if it's a more crusher that's got 16 inch move thanks to artifacts and other stuff. It's still going to be on top of you. So, or if it's, you know, like a gristle gore, whatchamacallit, then, you know, it's still going to move 20 inches before it charges. Uh, yeah. oh, no, it won't move 20 inches because it can't run. But yeah, it still moves a long way. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you want navigators in there as well. And so it lets you have your, it lets you have your ironclad, which has got big old beast that can teleport um yep. it also lets you include uh the new flying balloon master boating with boat phase uh yep. no, whatever you call him i don't know um but the yep. flying engine master and uh, lets you have engine rigors which will then be battle line um so really what you're going to end up taking is probably three units of six engine rigors how you outfit them is up to you. Like you could take two shooter units and a melee unit, or you can take two melee units and a shooter unit, or, or try and give them all a little bit of each or something. But that you know, the core of this is six of them. Uh, the battalion, um, the chemist is going to have the artifact, and then you're probably also going to have a gun hauler, and you're going to have the vortex or another in the spell, and then. Beyond that, you really haven't got many points to play with. 
Yeah, well, well, I mean, because like, for me personally, yeah, I'm, and that, and that's the thing about these um, these points is that you know while a lot of them have gone down and gone up some of that, um, it does really force you to make really hard decisions um, in regards to your list. So, so I mean, like for example, I really do want to take the Thunderers, just because, um, and and yeah. I do really want to take a gun hauler. Um, so I mean, I'll you may have to make sacrifices um, to take the, the Thunderers because they are just really good. Um, yeah, but but um. Also, um, I do think that there is some value in adding at least one unit of Arcanaut Company um, yep. to your list. Well, they're in the battalion anyway, so you'll have one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, so Tom, because obviously I'm terrible at math, so I won't be making any lists until the War Scroll Builder um, is actually updated. Um, yeah. That makes it so much easier because you can sort of. You're not just sitting. Like, I spent so much time just sitting on a calculator, adding things up, and I think, did I add that? Did I not? <laughs> and then, yeah, it, War Scroll Build is the best thing Games Workshop ever did. Yeah, it's, it. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. Although I just bought an issue with it today because I thought, oh, I'll be really clever. I'm at work, and I'll not do some work, and I'll write a War Scroll on the PC rather than on my phone. Because yep. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if you do a, a KO uh, uh, list on Warscore Builder. As soon as you put in, there's no trading with some people. Like you just can't use the thing because it just stretches the screen. And then you buttons go off the screen and then you can't press them. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. It doesn't help that I have like a, a relatively small phone compared to what some phones are now. Like I like, but so I thought, oh yeah, I do it on PC. It'd be really great. Except for the button for copying the text doesn't exist. Yep. So you can't copy it as text from the website. They need to fix that. If you're listening to it, I should fix that so you can do that. So then I was like, I started doing all that. I was like, oh, something. And then so I co- so then I exported, like did the PDF instead, then copied it, and then put it into Tabletop TO, and it just lost all the formatting. Oh, no. And it was a mess. So I was like, right, I'll do it on, the, on my phone instead. Yeah. Right. Anyway, completely got sidetracked. Um that's all right. Um, let's talk about. Because... Hmm? Are, you, are you looking at a similar list then with that? Um, yeah, pretty much ident- um, almost identical. Um, you you know, but um, yeah, personally, I actually really like the way that lists um look now. I mean, because mm-hmm. there is a lot of variety, whereas before it was just you know, um, it, it was just Arcanaut Company and Riggers and Sky. Mm. wardens and like two chemists and nightclad and that was it but now mm. you know you can really you know have a lot of variety in your list which i really like um but yeah so mine was pretty much the same um i'm just sort of playing with either taking a big unit of engine riggers and two small ones or just taking two six man oh, sorry three six man units but that'll come when i start truly crunching n- numbers and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah pr- pr- pretty much my idea was identical um, yep. and, and, and the good thing with, with that is with, with that particular form of list is that you can take multiple different sky ports and still be effective. I mean, yep. you know, um, where it's just what one of the strengths of, of the book, book is that you can, you know, check, you know, swap and change different sky ports depending on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, so that's really cool. Instead of just doing, okay, sweet, I'm going to play, um, you know, I'm, you know, because, uh, sorry, um, 
instead of being shoehorned into going sweet, the best one is Petrifex Elite, and I'm just only going to play Petrifex Elite. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, so you can take Urbans, you can take more now, you can take Zilfin and still probably be effective on the tabletop. Yeah. So, yeah. But and yeah, you can yeah. take Fring, and I mean, it would yeah. be most power size this, but it will work. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Um, I think the weird thing is, is you, there is a lot of flexibility in building with yeah. all these choices. However, I think a lot of players are still going to make the same choices. Um, yeah. And I think the lists are going to look similar, at least in these initial stages, until people start to really play test things and work out what works for them personally and stuff. And we'll get the FAQs in two two and a bit weeks like two weeks and a couple of days or whatever um and you know that might change things a little bit but i think really the lists are going to look very similar except for the skyport might change exactly that yeah yeah so the skyports might change up but i think a lot of people are going to look at right i'm going to take the new hero because he makes rigor's battle line and they're going to be looking at the, like the new hotness is that uh being able to do that in the spell so a lot of people are going to be playing around with uh things like that so um you're going to be seeing a lot of vines sky commands i think agreed uh, yep and a lot uh, of grunt stock escort wings you'll be seeing a few yeah. few of them oh yeah a lot of people because they've been waiting to play boats for ages so a lot of people are going to yeah. be playing that um and i think it's powerful uh, so where do you think we place in the meta right now as it stands before the FAQ? Uh, well, I, I think there are some top tier lists, potentially. Yep. I, I think it's really hard to say because um, I, I know Alex has tested it and he's beating um, Bone Reapers with it, which is Yep. Key. Um, <laughs> it was interesting that he lost against Slanesh because I always found Slanesh used to be actually quite a good matchup for us. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think he he basically said that was mostly mistakes on his part of leaving objectives empty, and I think that's going to be one of the issues we have from list building, is especially if you build around, you know getting the spell off in then also sending a ship somewhere with loads of guns in it and that um you and if you don't have your three units of arconauts then it's going to be in some battle plans it's going to be quite difficult to have the units on like your own objectives or certain like backfield ones yeah um so it's sort of like you might have to take control of them in the first turn and sort of almost leave them and hope you uh, if you and yeah. like if, which is not great you don't really want to leave them exposed but i mean if, if you've got three units of riggers i mean like like two of them can sit on one you've got then you've got a unit of arcans can sit on another i mean it depends on the battle plan because not all of them have them in your deployment zone yeah exactly uh hmm. How many heroes do you think you need in a list? How many heroes do you think we need in the list? Um, yeah. So, 
If I was to say, so obviously Floki McBoatface um, is a must-have in my opinion. Um, you need so yep, so that's one. You need if you want to do the the spell um, the genie in a bottle. Uh, you'll want to take a chemist. That's two. Um, I'd probably also take a navigator. So that's three. So I'd probably take a mi- uh, a minimum of three heroes mm-hmm. in, in my list. Um, maybe two navigators if you really want to maximize that. Um, especially if you want do want to take the fuck you stuff with Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I'd go with um, three hero- heroes at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think there might be less with one hero. Yeah. If it's just Floaty McFloat face. Um, yeah. Because there's basically four battle plans that really require the heroes. Because none of the heroes are really putting out massive buffs anymore. So you're not like, right, I've got to take chemists to make these units work. So, yeah. um, and you're getting most of your stuff from um, A for Gold and stuff. Uh, yeah. The four battle plans that require heroes, one of them is battle is uh, heroes or battle line. And we've got so sure. many battle line options that you should be okay there. Yeah. The other one is wizards, which we don't have. In fact, no. Two of them are with, and then that leaves places of arcane power. Uh, is that wizards as well? I can't remember. And three places of arcane power, which are both very similar. Um, yeah. But we now, because we now have that flying here, I think we're always gonna. Re- most of those sort of rely on sort of like killing enemy heroes anyway. Yeah. So think we can possibly do well and then by not spending all those points like i think because that the rat trap sort of thing with the spell spell in the bottle is really good but you end up investing a lot of points on it yeah yeah you do so there might just be less so you just, 100 points, eh? yeah there might be less where you just have loads of entry riggers and which in some ways be a shame because that's kind yeah, of that what before yeah that's good. Yeah, there's possibility there. Um, I mean, either that or this with two of two floating McFloat faces and more riggers. That's a good point. Mm. Um, oh, well. F- yeah, a lot of people are going to play Escort Wing because it's. That the ship's quite good. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I like it. I mean, like, I'm, I'm planning on, you know, playing this book through and through with, yeah. with the list that I'm going to take. Um, but I, yeah, but I will be mainly concentrating on the Iron Sky Command and the Escort Wing. Those mm. are the two I'm going to be trying out the most. Um, but yeah. with, with a combination of Skyports to see what works in my local meta, because obviously I'm in New Zealand, so we have a slightly different meta to everyone else. Everything's um, upside down because it's on the bottom of the planet, isn't it? So it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everything's upside down and back to front. Like the wall goes around the plug hole differently, and <laughs> oh, come on, that yarn. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. So in regards to just where where I think Ko plays in my meta at least, um, I think these leaks. I mean, like, like um, Slanesh hasn't. I'm like, yeah, it's had an impact, but because Slanesh is so good, a lot of guys down here don't really want to play them because mm-hmm. they are so good, and because our community is small and it's really friendly and it's really open which is why i love the new zealand community so, so much mm-hmm. it's just you know everyone's a nice guy 
Um, and so a lot of guys, I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, I've got mates that do play Slanesh, and they do re really well. But I'm like, um, why? Like for example, our Masters this year was won by Big Wallace. Yeah. You know, well, Big so, Wallace, yeah, really good. <laughs> it is amazing. It is amazing. I'm, I've got a mate here who plays Destruction, mm -hmm. um, in my local town, and yeah, he, yeah, he, he loves it. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, our meta is a bit weird, but it's still ho highly competitive. Um, so I think that KO might do well, mm -hmm. um, just with the sheer amount of shooting, um, just like I used to back in the day. Um, when yeah. when I was the only guy taking them competitively, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I think KO might do well in our meta. It just depends on you know what comes out this year and stuff like that. Especially for me because I won't be jumping back into the tournament scene until late yeah. later on in the year at the moment. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, really, all we can really do with KO in the meta as a whole is wait and see what's coming out because we know that there are more uh, armies coming out. You've got the pointy. You've got the pointy elves, which mm -hmm. will be coming out. Um, no doubt more FAQs and potential nerfs for the likes of Slanesh and, um, and Petrifex Elite and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah, I'm, personally, I'm very optimistic um, in regards to how we're going to go in the future. I mean, yeah, FAQs might fix a few of the problems. Probably not. Um, but points changes, I'm hoping for a few drops. Um, and yeah, but no, yeah, in the end... Any army that is taken by a good general can be a good army. That's yeah. always been my argument with Age of Sigma. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's when you have two good generals against each other, it's nice yeah. to have the, the good faction to back it up to make things, because you can make less mistakes if you have a weaker um, Do you think there's a list with Barracks on? And Skywarden? Um, maybe, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, sure. It makes up for the weaknesses of the Sky Warden, but oh, sorry, of the Sky Wardens. But I mean, like, I'm yeah, sure. I think there's a list somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um, but then again, you literally are really just relying on Sky Wardens instead of the whole list yeah. as a whole, in my opinion. And you, and like, yeah, it's kind of silly to say, really, but you don't really want to rely on one unit to do all your work. You really don't want to do no. do that. You want to diversify in my opinion yeah. yeah and that's what i think that's the big thing i think you need we need to learn with the new ko is i think we before we used to play in the shooting phase yep and then in a couple of your turns you would charge some riggers in um yeah and then and then you sort of make to make as best you could after you other stuff ended up in combat late in game when you didn't want them to be um yeah uh now i think you're gonna have to play in multiple phases more um yeah. so stuff like spend the bottle is really helpful for that i think we we're gonna have to be able to play in melee now because if not, we're not necessarily going to... Like, we can't just sit back and shoot. Yeah. All the time. And there are abilities that let us do damage, even the charge phase, or at the beginning of the combat phase, which, you know, it's almost like doing it in the charge phase. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to need to compete a little bit and play a, a rounded game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Barracks on... I, I like like that first buff. Like they put the first, the best buff at the beginning, didn't they? Um, yeah. 
it worries me having a list like that and then coming up against something like Selenesh because you then you charge in and then your skull ones get locust and then they die. Yeah. And I mean, obviously we have you're you're gonna have shooting in the list anyway because it's KO. Yeah. You can't really not have shooting in the list, but like the sky wardens aren't going to do any shooting at least not if you um take them with a ship because they'll be nine inches away and they've got nine inch yeah. range so mm. and then yeah yeah something like a, a, a list with three keepers of secrets is going to be hard to play against with barracks on i think yeah agreed yeah it will be um and, and that's what players really need to take into account um when i was talking about the meter and stuff like that you really have to think about what you're going to come up against yes. um, and Zon just doesn't have the answers to a lot of the stuff that's around no, cause what Zon tries to do is it tries to turn KO into a melee army yeah which if, is not what we do no if you do what well, it, you can do it to an extent but then you're yeah. always going to have matchups where the other army can do it better exactly and that's and, not what you want to do we, yeah. we we need to capitalize on our strengths, which is shooting. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I gonna, and the, 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 when you talk about the meta, it's interesting because we've had so many releases. Like yeah, exactly. Really, other than the fact that like Bone Reapers have come out and really shook things up a little bit, it's, it's really hard to really sort of just say well, what the meta at the moment is this this and this because actually it is like obr and slanesh but then there's like a list of like 10 other armies that could all potentially go five and oh at tournament um stuff like big war and fec is still there uh yeah and of course uh, uh cities of sigma and there's like two or three different cities of sigma lists it's not just one thing um, yeah. and then yeah, as you said, there's point pointy ears or whatever they're going to be called, some sort of elves coming yeah. out. Um, Ida and F is still, you know, they're still there and still competitive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're just going to see in the next coming months. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see how Alex does at CanCon. That there is going to be my first indicator. Um, just with you know, just with the end of the uh, year and it's the no. first major big event mm-hmm. it's of the can go on two and a half thousand points no it's just two thousand points um and it's uh, got what i think it's got like 200 and oh correct me if I'm wrong, i think it's like 230 or something players maybe more i don't know oh i just remember him saying about a tournament that he was going to about two and a half thousand points yeah can okay. was two thousand points last year though so i don't yeah. see why they're playing that um it must have been a different tournament. Um, yeah. yeah, that should be interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what other tournaments are. I mean, I've got a tournament beginning of Feb, which is yeah. only a one player, but it will be really hard. I'm going to get some practice games. Well, I'll try and get some practice games in before. It's going to be difficult yeah. because I'm going away next weekend. A tournament playing the old book this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we also want to get like six million podcasts in. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, so yeah, oh, that's that would be interesting. That will give me some really good first-hand experience. You know, yeah. proper. There's always a big difference between proper t- 
tournament play and practice games. Yeah, exactly that. Because um, you're not stressing as much in practice games as you would in an actual, you know, an actual event. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that would that would be interesting. And then we by then we would have to have a queue. And I'm trying to think what tournaments are at the beginning. Yeah, I think oh, there's Heat One, Games Workshop exactly? One. Um, end of that's not far off. End end of Jan slash beginning of Feb. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. So that will be that will give a really big indication. And, yeah. Um, well. Yeah. There's Bobo is in April or May. There yeah. must be other tournaments before then, but um, I think Heat Two might even be before that. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. But we'll, we'll start seeing where it sort of picks up in the meta. Um, it'd be interesting as well with uh, the Honest War Gamer when they do the stat shows to see. Yeah. How many people suddenly start playing KO now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I come, but to be honest with you, and this is going to be a bit sad. I mean, like, I just think that with all the negative press from a lot of people in the community that have been saying, oh, KO shit, I don't mm. really think you're gonna, we're going to see that many people jump on the board because they think KO's crap. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, I'm ho- hoping to be proven wrong. I hope we get a lot new admirals playing in the competitive scene. Um, mm. I mean, I mean, even in the past couple of weeks our our facebook group who um alex um lee and i we we all um administrate um that's almost at three thousand members now so we've had almost what 500 people come in uh we were at about 2600 2700 before the book was announced but i think it was starting i mean you there was definitely a massive uplift once even like i'm even while we've been talking i've approved about 10 people (laughs) yeah it's been ridiculous um yeah i'm not sure if you're necessarily right about the negativity because i think that's only in a very small subset of people oh i agree completely i'm not trying to say that there there are lots of them because there aren't and you know I, i love how so many people you know P, I'm so sorry. Um, that so many people are actually being positive about this book and mm. getting into it, getting into the hobby aspect of mm. it, because this army is, you know, in my opinion, the best looking army in the range mm-hmm. for the entire game. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, I, I agree. It isn't everyone, but sadly enough, usually the the negative people are the most loud. Yeah, but the other thing is is the, the the small subset of people it is is like people in in basically the WhatsApp chat. Um, that are yeah. likely, to, well, they are likely to be. I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying, like, this is where it is. Like, there are people on Facebook as well, and I'm sure there are on Twitter. I'm not. On, I don't know on Twitter, so I don't see that. But there's a massive pool of people on Facebook. So smaller, like you see the people being negative, but there's also a lot of people being positive. Uh, the difference between like the Facebook pool of people and the WhatsApp pool of people is the WhatsApp people are the ones that are likely to be tournament players whereas yes. the Facebook players are more likely to be I mean that don't get me wrong though, there's crossover between those players and doesn't mean that if you're yeah. on Facebook and not on WhatsApp you're not going to tournaments but um there's certainly a lower percentage of Facebook of the players in the Facebook group are tournament players and a higher percentage in the WhatsApp chat so I it, that I don't know the, the thing is they're being negative but then they're also still looking at lists 
are still writing yeah. lists and still coming up with lists that are powerful. I think the thing is, is that they are finding building lists frustrating. And yeah, I agree with that to an extent. There is a frustrating process of because what you do when you, especially when it's a new book, is you look for combos. Um, yeah. You often when you look for combos, the way you do it is you find something that's good. You find the drawback of that, like what stops it being really good, and you try and get around that drawback. And it's, yeah, there's always something standing in your way at some point with this book. Yeah, drops yeah. You there's really... probably a point that we should have brought up before is that the book does lack some inherent synergies, but there are still mm -hmm. synergies there. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean it's. There's there's normally something stopping you really pushing it to the top, the next level, which is probably yep. a good thing mm. because we don't want more crystal gores. No, we don't. Really don't. We'll never, um, that's the other, um, yeah. So it's like, and we don't want Ko to like get a massive nurse again, like it did the first time around. So, oh, I, that was painful. Yeah. So I think three thousand years ago. I think despite some of the negativity, like these people are still going to take the, take these lists and still going to play them, still going to do well with them. So oh, and then yeah. it, as soon as they do, I think we've already had uh, a lot of people have already adopted KO. But I think as soon yeah. as it does well in a tournament, all of a sudden that will tick up again even more. Yeah. Um, and then we we'll see. But I think. Just generally speaking, just the fact that there's a new book means uh, a lot of people are going to take them off the shelves and dust off the models. And your, like when Honest War, Wargamer does their stats, then they're, they're just they're going to shoot up massively because it always happens every time a book comes out. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And we also haven't seen, from a meta perspective, how the FAQ changes have affected things from Christmas. Yeah, well, I mean, like, um, we still have to wait for our. FAQ, and that's really going to decide a lot um, in regards to how we do things in the future. Oh, no, but I meant the big December FAQ. Oh, yeah, true. Because mm. there have not really been any big tournaments since then. I mean, they have, I'm sure people have had one days and stuff, and there's, um, if I've missed out some big tournaments, I apologise. But, um, the, <laughs> like, Slanesh got hit by a big nerf stick. They're still good, but they got hit by a big nerf stick, so that's going to shake up the meta. Um, there's books coming out left, right, and center. We like Slaves to Darkness have just come out at the same time as K coming out, KO coming out is Zinch, and, and they're really good. So, yeah, what I hear really they are bonkers. Um, and I haven't seen the War Scrolls for their end of spells either. Um, not um, fully, they tease them a little bit, but um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Has his review show of the Zinch Battle Tome. I was listening to it on the way down um, yeah. from Auckland, and yeah, it's that's going to be a big meta change of that one. From what I can tell, just flamers, flamers everywhere, flamers and hollows. Um, do yeah. host your Plipositus and with the change host probably. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the how the meta takes that's going to be really interesting, and that's going to impact. The way we write lists to an extent. Yep. But I don't, it's going to be. I think there is 
don't know, there's un, untapped potential in that I think people probably haven't worked out yet with yep. KO. Um, so we've spotted some of the obvious things with like, you know, using the spell in the bottle and that sort of thing. But I think there's more stuff related to uh, how well stuff survives and sort of doing damage over time. Or I think there could be something with splash mortal, ward, uh, mortal wound damage. Yeah. Like a spell in the bottle that does mortal wounds. And then you can also have a night encounter with the comet. And then you just finish things off with shooting. And then if you do have to charge things. Um, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Um, we've never had mortal wounds before, and now we've got loads. Yeah, it's good. It's a good, good change. I think it's something that we definitely needed, um, just to keep us in there. Because I mean, before, like, we didn't have many mortal wounds, but we had a lot of um, rend, um, which I guess made up for it in a way. But oh shit, yeah. And okay. um, one more thing I've just realised is, every time there's a new release now, yep. if they get endless spells. Like, there's something else that we can potentially put into our armies. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Hmm. So Ooh. we're constantly going to be getting... Every time there's, like, a, a new army comes out and, like, people are like, oh, my God, they're in the spells really good. I'm going to, like, rubbing my hands together. Go, hmm, yeah. it does look really good. More profits can we do? Um, hmm. Okay. Have you got anything else to add? Uh, not really. Um, just um, stay positive, team. Um, <laughs> this book is great. It is great. Don't worry about that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I may as well make this announcement now. Um, Notorious GT in New Zealand is on is in September at some stage. Um, if any of you guys are traveling to New Zealand around that time or if you're in Australia or some of that and you want to come over, please do. The community here is great. Um, Notorious GT is the largest tournament that we have in New Zealand. It's run by the Notorious Podcast. Um, I'm hoping to have um, a KO army by that stage so I can play in it, but uh, no, no, no promises with work and life. Um, but yeah, KO is awesome, and yeah, stay positive, team. Um, you you better have a KO army soon because you you spend a lot of time on a KO podcast for someone without a KO army. Oh, mate, you know, well, the thing is, is that I couldn't go away because I love KO so much and I was one of the original dudes. Um, yeah. You know, I was one of the um, first founding members. Um, actually, no, yeah, I was one of the first founding um, admins because back then we did it by region. Yeah. Um, but then a, a lot of those guys left. And actually, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one left from the original group of admins. Mm-hmm. So, I've been here for a long haul, team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we go, I, uh, I think we're going to do more shows on this. Like this, Definitely. I mean, this is—it's already been two and a half hours. Um, but oh, like, there's a lot of things we've missed, uh, a lot of things we haven't unpacked and deep dived into. But we're, we're going to do like a whole series on list building yep. with the new book. But yep. obviously, you know, it's too early stages to really do it. We haven't had the FAQ, and we really need to get practice games in um you know we don't want to just talk about something as if we're experts on it when it's new um so we will do more um we're going to do some more stuff that isn't necessarily about list building as well uh yep. stuff about the law and stuff would be great um maybe the um, next episode should be a law episode well that yeah i was thinking about that because we've got two weeks to wait for an faq so 
yep we'll do that do the lore episode um we might have to do more than one lore episode because there's a lot i could get yeah well there's a whole new novel to read as well as the as the book as the battle tome but maybe we'll do one just on the lore and the battle tome and yep, then good point. We'll do another one on the book way Sweet. lots of content so yeah, more shows to come. We don't know what days they're going to be on stuff because we are disorganised. Because we're probably more like Barrett Monar than everyone else, and then the other ports. Um, but yeah, more shows. So yeah, subscribe and stuff. And yep, leave any questions in the comment section. Um, you can also find us on the Carriage and Overlords Facebook page. Uh, we are the admins, aka the Galdrad. So if you guys have any questions for the podcast, also you can also put them on there, and we'll find them and hopefully have an answer for you. Yep. Um, yeah. So yep, do that. Uh, you can comment on on the video as well, and I will. Yeah, hopefully reply to it. <laughs> Not necessarily straight away, but I will. Um, and yeah, and if anybody you know has suggestions for the show, um, I would like to get um, feedback from people about the quality of the show because i know it hasn't in terms of audio quality because i know it hasn't been great in the past and i know we have problems before like we had to start the show late because we had problems with echoes and stuff so hopefully it wasn't awful and you all managed to listen through but if it was please do let me know or if it if the audio quality was good equally i want to know because yeah we know it's not yeah. perfect so we're going to mm. some things. Okay. Right. Well, thank you very much, Hayden. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And yep. we will be back soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.